Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the post-game overreaction show presented by UGASports.com. I'm your host, Paul Meharry. Joined with me, as always, Jason Butt. He got looking just extremely dapper. Looks great. Uh, and we will be dissecting this Georgia-Tennessee, would you call it a game, Jason? Um, mm. I don't know what, what you'd call this. 38-10, to 10, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, thank you for the compliment. I'm obviously dressed up in a car at the moment. I'm about to go into a uh, uh, trying to double duty here. I want to shout out our friends Maggie and Josh. They're getting engaged or just got engaged, so we're celebrating nice. them tonight. But yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, you look great. Back to our uh, to, to the point here. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. But I'm in I'm in a car, so it's weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, man. Uh, this is what I thought it would happen, honestly. Uh, I, I just didn't see a scenario come like, what looks to be the case. People saw that, like, sharp betters were leaning on Tennessee. Uh, no. Th this – look, Tennessee had nothing to play for, and Georgia had everything to continue to play for, to stay unbeaten, to make sure that they can get in the college football playoff. And that's uh, – they, they further – strengthen the case and I think what's really important uh, by getting a win of this magnitude 38-10 uh, just stomping them the moment after the the first drive went for the touchdown I think what's tremendous is uh, that that this if they, if they beat Georgia Tech next week they have a legitimate statement to the committee that they should get in no matter what happens against Alabama in the SEC championship Oh, we will get to that as well. Uh, before and and this is my fault. I threw it to you, Jason. I didn't. I didn't do my shout out here. I normally do. We want to know where you're watching us from. Go ahead and put it in the comments. Last week's show was absolutely crazy. I think I shouted out over a hundred cities. Three or four of them were fake, but that's okay. Uh, we'd love to know where you're watching us from. Put it in the comments. <laughs> also, uh, if you're a first time watcher. Or a long-time watcher, you've never done it before, the link is in the description. You can join the show. You click that link, it'll bring you backstage. I can like we already have see James right there. Uh, we're just waiting to bring him in in just a minute. But guys, you can come on the show, voice your opinions. This is the overreaction show. And last week, we actually overreacted in a, a very positive way. Uh, and I feel like I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but I feel like this game also we're going to be overreacting in a positive way. And almost looking forward, if you will. I know Kirby doesn't like to do that, but Kirby doesn't control this show, so we can look forward uh, <laughs> and and see what's up on the schedule next. So, as like I said, guys, go ahead, let us know where you're watching from, and if you could, it helps us out a ton. Hit that like button, share it with some of your friends, and uh, let's have a good time tonight. We're here for I don't know two hours, Jason. You're going to be uh, out in just a few, but we'll, we'll be. I'll be here for two hours. So we've got Justin Farmer here. We've got 60 ticket recorder. Chip Crook is in uh, Eustis, Florida. We've already got our first fake city, Jason, um, whatever that is. Greenville, South Carolina for Hugh. JB Fulton on the way back from Knoxville, already in the already in the car. Seemed like a lot of those fans were uh, already in the cars too. Pretty early, Jason. Yeah. That was. They had such. You know, high it's hope. funny. You know what's so funny is that they lost their mind on the 75 yard touchdown. And oh, I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm sitting there thinking they have no idea what's coming. Like this is yeah. this has been Georgia for the last what five weeks for most yep. much of the five season. weeks in a row. They, yeah. they are very much an adjustment type team on defense where for whatever reason they give up an early score, 
and they just adjust from there. It was a bad run fit, as Kirby said, during his uh, quick halftime interview. Uh, Smile Munden and Tyke Smith were not in uh, good positions on the run. Uh, next thing you know, I mean, uh, you know, nothing really much the rest of the game. They hit some plays here and there, but um, nothing of consequence. Georgia gets 24 in a row. And from there, you're just you're just like, okay, well, this is Georgia at its best. They're peaking at the right time. Uh, they weren't the dominant team early in the year. All of a sudden, they're looking like that team. All of a sudden, Alabama's also looking like that team. I want to I want to just keep harping on that because I think that could be a game for the ages coming up in two weeks. We've got uh, Andy Stowe in here. He said they they wanted to end our streak, just not good enough. Mr. Sampson, as always, watching from Columbus, Georgia. Goat Dogs down there with you too, Columbus, Georgia. Thomasville, Georgia for Gary. What's up, Gary? We'll talk to you later on the show like we always do, I hope. Susie's over in Swainsboro. Holly, what about Statesboro? What's going on? Ackworth, watch out for Eddie there, Hungry Dogs. He's probably lurking somewhere. Watch your backyard. <laughs> uh, Philip Hudson. Clum- Damn, Columbus, Georgia showing out today. Crandall, Georgia. Uh, I'm going to go fake city here, Jason. You ever heard of Crandall, Georgia? Why is, every, why is everything a fake city to you? If I haven't heard of it, it's fake. Uh, Crandall, Georgia. You heard of it? Have you heard of it? No, I have not. All right, fake city. All right, second one of the night. Thanks, sweet Georgia peach. Oklahoma, that's not a fake city. That's a state. Thanks, Bass Anderson. Brett Weimer, the man, the myth, the legends. Frank, St. Mary's, Georgia. The Grange, Georgia for Mark. Auburn, Alabama. Ooh, speaking of Auburn, what's the score to that one? Let's uh, Somebody give me an update yeah, I, on that. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I had a feeling about New Mexico State. I, it's crazy. I know I obviously didn't tell anybody this, but I've, I've bet on them three times this year. Like, whoa, you are three what times. we call a degenerate, my friend. Keith they, I, am three, I am three and oh on New Mexico State. I just want to I want to put that out there. Moses that's, Lake a good, Washington. That, that's a decent team. Yeah. Moses Lake Washington. Eddie from Ackworth, oh, Ackworth, Russia, he says. All right, Eddie. Jesus. <laughs> Kathleen, Georgia. Lance Roberts. I'm trying to see Jefferson, Georgia. I've heard of that. Fox City, Forsyth, Georgia. I heard of Forsyth. Never heard of Fox City. Uh, Chip Crook says not fake, not so fast. Um, Oh, Chip Crook said three Bulldog players from Eustis in the 80s. You should have known that, Jason. Mm. Braxton, Georgia. I've heard of that. Covington, Georgia. Heard of that. All right, guys. I'm about shouted out. Let's see if I can get any more. Clayton. Oh my God, there's so many more. There's so there's so many more. Well, they're in the building, man. Everybody's happy. Larryville, this is a in. fake city. Larryville, Georgia, 1,000%. Mm, Larryville, oh yeah, my I God. don't know about 31, that one. 3110 New Mexico right now. Oh, no. Dude, that, their quarterback's good, man. Uh, Diego, uh, I can't remember. Is it Papa? You're really oh, showing your, your degenerate He's good, side man. I just, I, just, I just know things, man. I know things. You're, you're showing I watch them very... play. I, cr- I crunch the numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you who's oh, crunching numbers team. right now, and it's uh, – how many numbers of hours of sleep he's getting each night. And that's uh, James Carraway with the newborn there. I got to move the banner away so you guys can see the newborn there. There she is. What's up, James? Oh, there she is. How's it going? Good. First of all, Jason, very handsome on the stream tonight. Looks looks damn dapper, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was told why I was given no choice. I was, uh, I was, I was specifically told no sweats tonight, so. Had to put the sweater yeah, and the collar it. on. Just own it. Own it. Um, <laughs> well, appreciate it. good. Game, though, um, I kind of have two points, one from each side of the ball. Um, but before that, you know, I said after the Florida game, I think Georgia wasn't going to play in a one-score game the rest of the season. I still think that's the case, even with Ooh. Bama coming up. Um, but Carson and Even with offense, Bama. Wow. Even with Bama. Um, but Carson's on this offense is just so balanced. It's unreal. I mean, we have 20, 21 Cordell Patterson and Dylan Bell. 
um, playing out there. And Carson, I'm 100% sure he's coming back. I mean, even Kirby talking about Brock saying, you know, it's not risking losing millions of dollars. It's the chance of getting more. And I think at best, Brock is the – or um, Carson's the third or fourth quarterback taken. And I think he has a realistic chance of going – 1-1 one, one if he comes back next year. I mean, he was making NFL throws. Damn, James, just throw it all out and throw it all out there, my yeah, brother. I mean, those throws, you don't see that every every Saturday, what he was doing today. And then the defense, um, you know, we talk about how the defense isn't as good as the past two years, but past two years they got gashed against Bama in the SEC championship, gashed against Ohio State. I think in modern-day college football, when you get a lead on elite, it's third-down defense and a microcosm of this defense is after that Dylan Bell receiving touchdown. Tennessee, you know, gets a, a gashing run, 10 yards on Georgia, and you're going to get some run yards, but then can't run it every time. So what are you going to do? Short pass. And we have elite tacklers in the DBs. Tyke makes a huge tackle, second and nine, try to run up the middle, third and nine, and then we're built as a third and long team. So if this Georgia team, you know, you're going to get some rush yards on them, but if we can force teams into second and third and long, that's all this defense needs to do with the offense this elite. Yeah, this this offense, I tweeted it out. I really – I was kind of hoping that it would go a little bit more viral than it did. It was a good tweet, but it didn't. Uh, this Georgia offense you're, – you're muted, Jason. Uh, this Georgia offense in 2023 is comparable to the Georgia defense in 2022 and 2021. Dominant. It didn't take off like I, – I thought that was going to be 100 likes. I got maybe 20 likes on it. Um, thought that was a, thought that was a likes, banger, man. Jason. No, that's a good one. I mean, I think it's a, it, it's a excellent rep- representation of where this team is right now. It's uh, I, 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 I just, yeah. I mean, it, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I do think you shouldn't always, you shouldn't be chasing the likes, but, but you know, you probably should have gotten a few more than you did. Well, James, I hate to cut you off, but we actually have Dylan Bell's dad uh, backstage. So it takes place. Thomas can play a hell of a game. Yeah. So uh how's how's the baby? She's great. She's sleeping as she is right now. So knock on wood, we we get some good sleep from here on out. Nice. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Late one tomorrow, late one next week. Hopefully you're not holding her next week. Then you got a problem. No, yeah. She she's going to mom. Mom's Ohio State grad, so she has a big game. She can watch that and then take baby and then it's dog's time. Nice. James, as always, man, we appreciate you, brother. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Take care, James. Jason, you want to stay on with me for this? I'm going to bring on OU. Yeah, yeah, of course. I have I have questions. We got we got the the man, the myth, the legend. You know, you know OU. If you don't know OU from UJSports.com, you just you're just not around. You're not around the block. (laughs) OU, what's going on, man? I don't know, man. How are you doing? Doing all right, doing all right. I see your friend. Uh he's got a wild name underneath his name. I'm just gonna bring him on. T He's, Terrence mic- is my man. That's my man. He's got his he's got his microphone off though. He's got, hey Terrence, turn your microphone on. Turn your microphone on, oh, T. My bad. What's going on, Chuck? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How y'all How's doing? Going, Terrence. Man, so, uh, hey, man. Yeah. This, this is Dylan Bell's father right here, right? OU? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. In the man. Uh hey, let me introduce y'all real quick, real quick. Terrence yeah, and I it. met. A friend of mine was here from Georgia. And we went over to Kincaid High and saw Dylan play in his senior year in his homecoming game. And I just happened to have on a white Georgia visor like I got right now. And Terrence was going up through the bleachers and he saw me. And he came over and he said, hey, man, you a Georgia fan? I said, I'm a Georgia alum. 
He said, I'm going to come back. I'll come see you in a minute. And Terrence came and sat with me for like a quarter. And we sat there and we we chopped it up. We talked ball. And Terrence, Terrence was a college football player himself. Terrence played at right. Texas A&M Kingsville with Julian right. Humphrey's dad. They were teammates. Oh, and so thanks. Terrence and I have been talking ever since that night. And we've been friends. And, and, and uh, I'm so happy for Dylan. But Terrence, you can you can confirm it. I called it about a month ago. I said, Bobo is is dialing up plays, and Dylan's going to throw a touchdown pass. Didn't I tell you, Terrence? Yes, you did. It, it sure is every verbatim. Verbatim. Yeah, verbatim, Chuck. You did say that, man. I, I appreciate it. That's why I say, man, combo play, Chuck. Combo play, baby. <laughs> hey, I love it. Hometown, man. And, hey, when you come yes, to the stadium, the national championship game is here at NRG Stadium this year. And yes, we turn off 610. Where do you turn? Mm -hmm. Kirby Drive. You turn on Kirby, Kirby Drive, Drive to come baby. to the National Championship game. Man, it's, it. It, it's for us this year. It's for us. Yeah, it's for us. Go dogs. All the way, baby. Yeah, All the way. Nice. Hey, so listen, I, got a, I got a question. I got a question about, about you saying uh, Dylan's going to throw the, throw the touchdown. That first play, uh, the first run, it, it felt like that was a setup play. When, when, after was, his first carry, did you think something might be coming after that? There's no doubt. There was no doubt. Well, you know what? It, it, the funny thing about it was that I had text Chuck, man. And Chuck was, you know, he said, hey, man, it's coming. Then I'm going to do something real big. And I'll be done. <laughs> I'll be done. <laughs> man, you don't even understand the excitement. Man, I, I called Coach Chuck immediately and told him, man, call another play, Coach. Call another play, Coach. <laughs> Hey, so so call uh, another play, Chuck. Yes, sir. Mr. Bell, so did, did you? I'm, obviously, you talked to Dylan throughout the week. Did he have any right. indication that this might be a thing? Like, do y'all talk ball like that now that it's passed? Well, right? yeah, yeah, we do, we do. But you know, Dylan is so he's so George, and he just keep it real professional. And you know, he just say, hey, you know, I'm getting my opportunity, and I'm I'm doing my best, and I'm going hard. In practice, you know, he just keep it like that. You know, uh, every week he don't get discouraged. He just keep it as a real team player should, and it's no problem. You know, as far as he goes, as far as working out and all that good stuff, you know, he just keep it professional. You know, any day he knows it's an opportunity for him, and uh, he stay ready, ain't got to get ready. Yes, sir, no, no, no. <laughs> So, so you you're gonna you're gonna hold you're gonna hold the trade secret from us that he he knew his his number. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We know we gonna keep it the Georgia way. That's all. Yeah. Don't think we just gonna keep it the Georgia way. So he he's uh, hey, one other thing, Paul. I I, I want to say this, and Terrence hadn't said anything, but but uh, I know Terrence was very proud. Last week he was at Mississippi State, and yeah. uh, Dylan's grandfather, Terrence's dad was yeah. one of the first two black players at Mississippi State and was inducted into their Hall of Fame last week. That's all. Yes, sir. That's, That's right. Awesome. Thank That's you, awesome. Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Robert, Robert Bell. That's real talk. Bell. That's Robert, right. Awesome. Thank you, thank Robert you, Bell. So, mm -hmm. Dylan, I, with Ladd being sidelined, does Dylan kind of look at what Ladd's been able to do at Georgia and, like, he's like, all right, Ladd's going to the league now. This is – that's my spot. And today, Lad couldn't play that much. Dylan stepped up in a huge way. Like his his time's well, coming, right? 
Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I can't really, I can't speak for him, but I'm gonna say that he puts in the work to be ready for whatever. He's not, he's not selfish. He just puts in the work to stay ready. Ain't gotta get ready. You know, he's not playing. If you, you gotta throw the ball to me this amount of times, or you know, he just trains as he should. If the opportunity comes, he'll he'll be able to, uh, you know, uh, compete. And then get the job done. You got anything, Jason? I know you, Jason. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jason's our big time reporter here. He he asks all the hard hitting questions. I, I just I just well, talk for fun. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. But uh, I, I do want to ask. Uh, you know, I think uh, early in the preseason, you had a lot of fans uh, comparing Dylan to uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the running back background. Do you, does Dylan look up to Debo? Is that somebody he kind of models his game after? Uh. I'm going to just say this. I can't speak for my son, but uh, he is aware of, of Debo, and uh, he he really appreciates his game. <laughs> I love it. I love, love it. What, what? What? Man, I love it. I love it. You're you're speaking like a politician right now. You, you're not going to give too much away. You're just riding high right now. What did it? What was that emotion? You said you had some emotion when he threw that pass, right? What was that? What was, oh, what was going on in the belt? I mean, I've seen him do it since he was at the Cobras. When he went to middle school, high school, and it just it really was uh, a pleasure to see him do it on the college level as well. So, you know, it, it wasn't a surprise to me. I was just happy that they called it. Like I said, uh, Chuck told me that it was going to come, but I was just like, all right, coach, you know, it got dog it. Because, man, I love you, Chuck Ward. Man, I love you, man. You don't even understand. I wanted to give my flowers to that coach over there, man, because he called it. He said he gonna he gonna get one, and he got dog, and he did. Go dogs! That's all I can say, baby. Go dogs! <laughs> but before, man, you've got the you've got the chip, you've got the uh, chat hype right now. Uh, they they're loving oh yeah, most right definitely. They, they're loving most you. Um, is this the most uh, receiving yards for Dylan? Ninety in his career? Uh, this year, um, I can't say. I have to go back and you know check. Me look, but I, I would a, like to say question. yes. Look, look, looking forward to more, but I would like to say yes for for now. Yeah, I would like to say yeah. Let's see. Receiving yards. Yeah, it is. It's his most. Okay, great, most. great. Super, super, super. Um, what was it like seeing your son getting interviewed on CBS at the end of the game, too? That's kind of wild. Uh, well, you know, uh <laughs> I like to say it's just it's it's a uh it's welcoming uh to see your son. First of all, be able to play at a high level and on the number one ranked team and under the uh, Georgia understanding of, of ball play, uh, in and out every week, what they go through that we don't see that he's able to do and be able to still go out there and play uh, without being um, uh, uh, over, like, he doesn't he, – he just plays his game. He doesn't get out the way. He doesn't – if I get the ball, I don't get the ball, he's still going to go out there and give 110%. So I enjoy that part of it. And when he, he gets the rewards of his hard work during the week to the game, it's all just, you know, just a happy thing for – to see a father see his son – to see his son be able to accomplish that. So I'm, I'm all ecstatic. I'm just like you would be if your son was a, in my son's position. You know, static friends calling, you know, family calling, can't answer the phone. But if you got somebody like Chuck Ward on your team, you go answer that phone. 
no matter where you at. I love you, Chuck. You don't even understand, baby. Boy, look here, baby. Hey, go down. That's all I can say. Go down. Man. One last question I'll let you get back to because I know your phone's probably blowing up. You got to talk to Dylan and all that. What was it like, his recruitment? It kind of blew up late. Georgia got in. I mean, he he's a guy that was we, – we thought, hey, you could put him anywhere. Like Jason said, a Debo-type cat that you could throw a running back wide receiver. We've seen him play – hell, we saw him play quarterback tonight and throw for a touchdown pass. The guy can do it all. I was waiting on him to go and be a you know, defensive back out there for a couple of plays. You know, He probably could do that too. Um, yeah. What was it like, well, his recruitment? Well, you know – yeah, as far as the recruitment, it was um it was crazy. I think he had like 33 D1 scholar uh D1 uh offers. So the recruitment was um it was crazy, it was bananas, you know, but uh at the high school he attended Kincaid, they prepared him to go to any school in the nation as far as getting his grades together. He was gonna be a scholar first, and then um he decided and uh he decided to go which place best benefited him and his skill set. So, you know, him and Coach uh, uh, Smart were able to talk. Coach Smart came to Houston. And, uh, you know, you know, it was a, it was a done deal. So, uh, you know, like I said, my son has been very mature in, in that process and in the process of him still playing. It's just been, you know, so far, we, we it, it, it's, all, it's all up. You know, it's all, it's all a great thing, you know. Well, I can I can tell you that uh, the chat is going crazy. We've got one from Primetime Dog here. He says, Mr. Bell, I saw a YouTube video on Dylan when he was deciding his pick for college. I was elated to see he chose my school. He's a great person, and you and Miss Bell raised a great son. I mean, it, it, that's oh, yeah. if I put up every comment here, man, they're, they're all saying the same thing. And, um, you know, great, great game um, from your son. And I think I think this is kind of the breakout game. Chuck's been – hey, Chuck's yeah. been – Chuck's been hyping him up for a while. Like, we've known OU – I don't know him by Chuck, but I know OU Herschel Walker. He's on UJSports.com. I mean, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. For me to walk into a total stranger, just recognizing the G, the G alumni on on the hat that he had on that day, it's been the best. Say hello, hey, how you doing? I'll be right back. That I've made in a long, long time, and I made a lot of great decisions. But that day when we were at that game, man, that was one of the best hellos I'll be right back that I ever made. Chuck, I really appreciate you for that. Terrence, and we're gonna watch, Chuck, we're going to watch the SEC game together, we're baby. We're watch, Chuck, you hear me? You're going to come see me for the SEC championship. Oh, come well, see me, Terrence. Chuck. We're going to sit in together in Houston. We're sitting in NRG no, no, yeah, together in Houston. Yes, that's right. For the championship, we're going to be there. We're going to do that, Chuck. That's a fact. We're turning on that's Kirby Drive, and we're going to do it right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Go dogs, hey. baby. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't want to take too much of your time, Mr. Terrence. I really okay. appreciate you jumping on with us, man. But, My uh, God, a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he had a game, man. And uh, relay, uh Great relay all the love from the chat to uh, you. Again, you raised a, you raised a hell of a young man. Not only on the field but off the field too so uh congrats on appreciate that we appreciate that. you coming on with yeah, man, thanks for having me hey chuck 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 yes sir i'm going hunting in the morning i'm going hunting in the morning chuck i'm going hunting go, in the morning go chuck. get them go get them <laughs> we'll do y'all be safe on purpose man enjoy go, go see you i'll take care chuck thank you so much for that man that no awesome. problem 
Terrence and I talk yeah. at least twice a week, man. I've been telling him for a month. I, I, I actually texted him one game when I found out Dylan was going to running back. I said, hey, does he throw right hand or left hand? I can't remember from high school. He said, right. I said, I'm telling you, Bobo dialing up a touchdown pass. You wait. And he, he man, he freaked out. He called me the minute it happened tonight. And we talked, I don't know how, we probably talked 20 minutes while we were watching the game. And of course, it was his whole, the whole third quarter was his, you know, second, yeah. third quarter was his. So he had I a heck of a game, man. That yeah, was, it was uh, awesome. He, I'm just glad he got an opportunity because Terrence, I don't think, I don't think Dylan was frustrated last week, but I think Terrence was a little frustrated last week that he didn't get the ball in him. So, and Kirby actually alluded to that when they interviewed him after the game because Kirby made the made mention that he's a team player and yeah, he didn't get many touches last week, but by God, he got him this week. So he stepped yeah, up I to think, the plate. I think um, for Dylan, I think once lad leaves off to the league that Dylan's sliding in right there and, and taking over, I think right. that's, that's his spot. And we just got to see a glimpse of it tonight and man, it's going to be pretty special watching him the next couple of years too. Hey guys, couple of, couple of little uh, teasers for you. I've been up and seen Justin Williams and Jonah, uh, Joseph Jonah Johnny twice, and they love Georgia. They're going to be great players for Georgia. They're There's awesome. Some, that's good. They're, it's There's obvious, some boys. It's obvious that they are top 100 players in the country, and it's obvious that they're top 10 players in Texas. They are incredible players. Well, you're a you're a top ten player in Oklahoma, Chuck. And we appreciate you, man, so right. much. I got some more people here, but uh, I, I thank you, thank you for bringing on. Uh, no problem, Mr. See Bell there, and, and and seeing you too, man. You got to call in more often too, Chuck. Come on now. <laughs> I text you all the time. I send yeah. messages every week. Yeah, we'll we'll see you. OU. All right, buddy. See y'all. Yes, Take sir. care. Ah, oh, man, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff, man. Uh, we got a super chat. I got to go back to it. The one and only Mr. Sampson says game ball for Bell podcast to uh, big props to big pop Bell. So, yeah, he bought a he bought a whole game ball for Bell. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, $4.99 little super sticker there from Jordan. We appreciate you. Sorry, I didn't get to all your questions over here, guys. But, um, you know, having uh, the player of the game's dad on with us uh, kind of engulfed me there. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Mr. Terrence Bell there raised a uh, raised a hell of a son, and his son went off today. Like I said, it's yeah. a glimpse of, glimpse of what to come. Jason, I know you got to run, my friend, so I will let you yeah. roll out. You look dapper, though. I just want to say that one more time. You look great. That that means the world to me, coming from you, Paul. <laughs> and uh, you just have a good rest of your night, sir. <laughs> All right, y'all take care. See you, man. I'm gonna bring on. Uh, whoa, not a big screen. I'm gonna bring on Eddie, and I'm gonna bring on Brock Bowers, his dad here. Uh, Eddie, we'll get to you in a second. This isn't actually Brock Bauer's dad. This is just John. <laughs> What's up? Darn it. You had me all jacked up there. That would have been cool. Oh, this is Sorry, just John. Just, John it was nice Carol. to hear from Dylan's dad. I was just messing around last week. Yeah, no. I, sorry, I had to jump you. I, I saw him come in, and I was like, I'm pretty sure. And then I saw OU Herschel Walker jump in, and I was like, that's definitely Dylan's dad because they're best friends. Uh, and I was like, I got to get him on here. So no doubt, awesome. it was awesome. That's awesome, man. So uh, Eddie, we can start with you first, and then we'll work down to John. Thoughts on this uh, thirty-eight to ten? Uh, <clears throat> I, I said, can we call it a game? I don't know if you can. Uh, Semi-practice that was held up in Knoxville today. Let me just start by saying, Paul, I love this team. 
I just freaking loved it. this. May be my favorite of the three so far. Just watching Ooh. this team progress each week and grow up, and just I mean, they just went out and laid the wood. You know, Tennessee celebrated for what 30 seconds there at the beginning of the game, they had their little fun, wasn't that cute? And and it happened, and I was like, This is just what we do, and then we just dominated them. I mean, it was just like you're right, it was like a scrimmage, Paul. And what I what I love about this team, Tate Ratledge is down. You got Lad McConkey does not look like himself for whatever reason. Brock Bowers was kind of hurt during the game, right? Dylan Bell steps up, and you just had his dad on. And by the way, Mr. Bell, thank you so much for coming on. We as Georgia fans and alum are just as proud of your son as you are. I know it's different being a dad, but my goodness, what a damn good dog. Everybody's talking about the throw he made. Great play, great play call. By the way, Bobo sucks, right? He doesn't know how to play call. Play call. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought the play of the game was the catch he made on the sideline on that third down throw that he made over that guy and kept his feet in bounds. That was the play of the game. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a hell of a catch. Hell oh, a my catch. gosh. He, he really showed out tonight, and that's what this team does. Jamon Dumas Johnson goes down. C.J. Allen steps up. He's a superstar. Lad McConkey's not healthy tonight. Dylan Bell, here you go. Take over the game. My goodness. I just can't say enough about – and one more thing, and I'll let you go. Carson Beck. My God, is he good. He. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to say it right now. He's better than Stetson Bennett. He is an animal when that pocket is clean. He's awesome. I love the overreactions tonight in the positive. I, we, it's either it's one way or the other, John, uh, and, and yeah. Eddie's on the positive train. Where, where are you at? You're normally I'm pre, I'm going to preface this by saying you're normally on the pessimistic side. So have you turned yeah. to optimistic, John, yet, or are you still? No, I'm 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 optimistic about <laughs> us. I, I do want to throw some gas out there for the evening. I want to know. I want y'all's opinion if Alabama beats texas earlier in the year is this not advertised like 21 as a play-in game for or a seeding game i mean we have had i mean you may deny it after it's all said and done we have not we we've heard for the past two weeks that georgia's got to win the sec to get in even if they lose to bama if they're both coming they, i think they still do i think they still do i think they still have to win yeah which is not but I'm, what i'm what i'm getting at is if Alabama doesn't lose to Texas and they're both undefeated, are they both in? Oh, I see probably. what you're saying. Yeah, probably. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. Look, one of the Michigan Ohio State teams obviously has to lose next week. Right. They're gone. Uh, Florida State's losing right now, 14-13 nothing with uh, their quarterback that just got taken out of the yeah. game. They're Washington's gone. going down tonight. Washington's yeah, I agree. Or to lose to Oregon State, they're gone. So like he's got a tough game too. What has happened though has now this has now gone from I looked at the playoff rankings Tuesday when they came out and I was like, man, I'm kind of with Eddie. You gotta win the SEC championship game. There's too many teams right now. There's just too many. But like it always does every year, it works itself out. It massages itself out in this week and next week. And we'll come down to probably I would say five teams with Georgia playing Alabama. And then that's when the decision has to be made. You have to play a close game, but I still think, look, this, this defense first drive, uh, we, I mean, yeah. might as well just let them, you just kick the ball off to the 10 yard line, not put anybody out there, let them go score the touchdown and then start playing the game. Yeah. Uh, really. 
That's just that's what they like to do. After that, though, this defense locks up for the most part. Mm-hmm. They have their flaws, but they're not terrible flaws. Dylan Ever Dylan Ever would start at any other SEC school right now. He looked so good like, tonight. I thought he made yeah. some good plays. But but if that's your worst guy on defense, then you're doing all right. Now you yeah. you have some edge containment issues with the run, uh, but again, we're 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 kind of splitting hairs here on this on this team. This offense, though, I don't think we've seen an offense like this. When was the last time we saw an offense like this, John, at Georgia? No. And this was the offense that we begged for when Nick Saban kind of made the change. What was that? Mm-hmm. About five or six years ago when he was winning with defense and game managers, and then he made the switch. I guess after they got – After he, after he bitched about it. After he bitched yeah. about it, remember? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just – again – I just think it would be a damn shame you lose a close game in the SC Championship and you, and you don't get in. But that's me being the pessimist. I, but I'll say this. They, they look um, – They I don't think – I think they can beat Alabama. I, I do. And I think they may be a seven- to eight-point favorite. But it may – and it may dwindle down depending on what Auburn does. But Auburn looked terrible against – I mean, what Auburn and Alabama do next week. But I, 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 don't, I don't think Alabama – I think Georgia beats Alabama. Did uh so. did Auburn officially lose that game? They did 41-20 or or no, 31. They lost to New Mexico. They lost? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm pulling right. up right now. SEC. SEC. Where is it? 31. Oh my god. 31 to 10 to New Mexico State. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah, that's tough. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough to uh, get up and play Alabama next week for those uh, Auburn Tigers. So oh we might not gosh. see what we what we think uh, is is the real deal there. Um, but John, any uh, any final words here? I've got some other folks waiting. And I don't no, wanna... I, again, I think it's it's a great year. You got two more to get in that get in, and you know, I, I think Georgia Tech's going to be a, a decent game for a little bit. But, again, I don't think Tech's going to be able to stop them. Yeah. Tech may be able to score. I don't know. I haven't really watched them too much this year. But no. Um, no. it's always good. I hate that it's at night. I don't know why they switched it. You um, don't like – you don't want a little night game in Atlanta? No, we need as much rest as we can get. <sighs> no, I, I do. I do. I do. I, I do like – You do. Not the team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I'll say this too that um, that dang thirty-three man. We've seen a lot of good ones starting. We did the last five or six years with Roquan, Nicobe Dean, Nolan Smith. That dude, when it's all said and done, I mean that. And you know, it's hard for me. You again, twenty-seven in a row, twenty-eight games in a row win. But that's a bad man to be a freshman. Yeah. He's a dude. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you, appreciate you, uh, you guys. You line up the linebackers that Glenn Schumann and Kirby's had: Roquan, Nakobe, uh, I mean Quay, Natres Patrick. Even I mean, this guy is going to be up there like top tier. Take crowd. Um, I mean, a lot of them. And 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 the thing about it is, like, you know, and I, I thought Mark Rick, and I, this this point's been belabored so much the past six years, but you know, Greg McGarity caught a lot of hell um, for doing what he did back you know, this time seven years ago, eight years ago. But, my God, what a what a change. And, you know, unbelievable. On this, you know, those of us that lived through the 
90s and the early 2000s and then going to Knoxville and never know what was going to happen week to week in big games. And he's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. And if we don't, if we win a third one, back up the Brinks truck, get the statue ready and, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Cause I mean, my God, the guy yeah, lock, lock him down to a lifetime deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you guys. All right, brother. We'll see you next week. Eddie, I, I don't know. I see you, Andy, but there's another guy. Do you want to be here for this? Yo, you can drop me off. If you need to. It's up to you. I'm happy to stay. Whatever you need, Paul. I'm here for you, brother. Oh, yeah. Where's the oh. song? Oh, Where's boy. the costume? Reverend Ned. <laughs> fuck. Whoa. Rev- what? Whoa. See? See? Whoa. See? It's okay. You read it. It's a, it's a misread. I see what you're doing, Anthony. <laughs> I couldn't even read it. I couldn't even read it. Thanks, brother. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing good, guys. Sorry I missed you guys the last couple of weeks, man. Uh, well, we're back. We're back. We're back. Some uh, love in the in the chat for uh, Anthony Spano, ladies and gentlemen. Such a such a guy. Such a good fella. Um, such a dude. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, so wait a minute. With Auburn losing to New Mexico 31-10, does that mean New Mexico is better than Georgia? Uh, yes, I mean, it's like transitive property. Yes, transitive property. Would, right? Yeah, that's it would I mean that it would mean New Mexico State is actually better than Georgia, and Georgia's okay. lucky they don't have them on their schedule. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, Whew. if you you saw New Mexico State <laughs> next week, Eddie, yeah, yeah, this yeah. this be a problem. Look out! Well, ten win team right there, right? Yeah. Well, I think they I think they played their twelve games. They're nine and three, so I don't think they can play another one. I don't think. Well, they they can play the bowl. They can get ten wins. They play bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They could. Well. Is I always look at Georgia this year. I know I don't know what you think, Paul and Eddie, but Georgia is like a hibachi chef, like out of like a Benihana. Okay, they just walk, play me, with whoa, they, walk me, walk it, slow down, yeah. slow, walk That's me through this. Yeah, they play, they play with their food until people grab it, until they know. eat it. And go, oh, I'm satisfied. And then after you eat, you're always hungry for more, but you're never satisfied. You know, if you ever eat Chinese food or hibachi food, you're never really like full. You always feel like you're constantly hungry. It's not Mexican or anything. It's not Mexican food. But I just feel like George is like the hibachi chef at like a Benihana or something. They're just playing with their food every time. Every time. They're like, hey, glimmer of hope. There's that 20 seconds of fame you get. Get that crowd real live. And now you go home. So what you're saying is they're they like to do like the little onion stacked on top of the onion volcano. They like yep. to do that at the beginning and kind of run that across. Choo choo, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. Yep. and then after that, it's um you know, I, I can I can see it, Eddie. Can you see it? I mean, I can see it. It I think it worked out better in Spano's head than it than it presented. Yeah, Shut up. All right, all right, I'm leaving. All right. <laughs> Everybody hit like and subscribe. I'm out of here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it works out a little bit better in the brain. I just, but I, I just feel I just I just feel that that it doesn't really matter. And and like Eddie said, Carson Beck and this team, I'll say hundred percent I'll agree with Eddie. This is a more entertaining and a better built football team than the last two years with Stetson. And I'm not knocking, I'm not putting shade on Stetson at all. 100%. Mm-hmm. 
Carson Beck went from this year in a Mike Bobo offense. Remember, we're supposed to fire Mike, Mike Bobo too, by the way, because nobody wanted him to be back. In the season, he was supposed to be gone. And, and yeah. luckily, I think I think there's something wrong with the checks or something like that. They couldn't yeah. work out a buyout deal, so they had to keep him. Yeah. You know? It's unfortunate. But between those two guys and the amount of talent we have, and uh, God bless Dylan Bell's father for raising a, a wonderful man that understands that when he got to Georgia, Kirby put it put everybody's ass in check and said, "Look, if you want to do your job the way you think you can, you do the job I tell you to do first. And Dylan bought into it, and that's what all the kids are doing nowadays. It doesn't matter if you get five snaps or if you get twenty five snaps. You do the job the way you're told to do it or shown to do it, and then you get on the field. And Dylan's bought into that, and that kid is. That kid, 100% kudos to that guy, man. He he is he is a class act. But Carson Beck, I actually think I couldn't catch a pass looking at my television trying to catch some of the balls Carson Beck throws, the way that guy throws the ball. That, it is that, NFL arm. Yeah. That guy is – and now we're going from, well, is Carson Beck the guy to should Carson Beck come back next year? Yeah. And I think Carson Beck should come back next year. I feel like anyway. this is this is weird, Reverend Ned, but um I feel like we nice. had this, <laughs> we, we had this same we had this same conversation almost at the exact same time about Stetson Bennett in yeah. the first year of, mm-hmm. of Stetson being in there. Yeah. It was like, hey, maybe Stetson can come back. And Stetson ended up winning a national title and he came back and won another right. one. So we're doing right. it's almost it's almost the exact same time frame that we did this with Stetson, right, Eddie, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 what I, I what I love about what about what I love about this team is the past two years I was waiting for the offense to get off the field so we could watch the defense because they were so yeah. dominant. It's completely yeah. flipped this year. I mean, I want I can't wait to watch the offense, and it's incredible. And and by the way, the defense is no slouch. I mean, they're really yeah. really good, right? Yeah. But just to get this offense back on the field, they're a freaking machine right now. I mean, some of those drives were absolutely surgical and you're right the throws that he's making reverend ned are bullets and he made one throw to to, to 19. i don't know how the hell he caught it but he turned around and that ball like like the announcer said he must have heard it i mean he turned around and it was right there and he grabbed it i mean those guys are just so in sync right now it's ridiculous and and the biggest thing of all of this guys let's not forget is that offensive line yeah, they are protecting him like nobody's business. Yeah, we we will hopefully get some news. Uh, Roddy will be joining us here in a minute. Maybe he'll have some news on Tate, Tate. Ratledge. Um, yeah, you know he was on the sideline. I, I, I saw him come out on the sideline. Yeah, I did yeah. see him come out to the sidelines. So that's always a that's. Yeah, no, he wasn't. But I, I walked off the. I went back in the basketball game with a torn ACL. So you just. I'm not saying yeah. that's what happened, but right. you just don't know. You just right. don't yeah. know. Yeah. And to, to yeah. echo the point real quick on Dylan Bell, uh, Reverend Ned, the game against Missouri and the game against Old Miss, he touched the ball twice. Those were in two kickoff returns. Yeah. He did not have a rush or a reception against those two teams. And then he comes out and, uh, and you know, just throws on a clinic against Tennessee. His biggest game of the year was three for 32 against UTM, the first yeah. game of the year. Now, yeah, now let, me ask you, let me ask you real quick. Is it is it because Ladd plays the same position? 
I, I think I'm not hundred percent okay. sure on that. I mean, I, I that's what I kind of told Dylan's dad yeah. when he was on here. I was like, look, yeah. once, okay. once this is Dylan's full-time position, this is kind of what we're going to see. We didn't see Ladd a ton tonight. We saw Dylan those first few yeah. games. We saw Dylan a whole lot more than we have mm-hmm. since Ladd's come back. One would think that, you know, they're probably in that similar role. So, right. You know, well, you, and, and that's what I talk about the buy-in. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're first string, second string, or third string. Those scout team kids that go out there on Bloody Tuesdays mm-hmm. and Wednesdays, they earn their stripes. Kirby yeah. Kirby knows who the starters are. He understands. But he also understands that the guys that are – because it, it's, it's a revolving door in college. The guys that are killing themselves on the scout team, the Andrew Pauls, the Rod Robinsons, the Dylan Fairchilds, the uh, Micah Morris, those guys – they're killing themselves a year before knowing that they're going to be the guys stepping in the next time. And they're the ones getting the shit beat out of them against the first teamers, whether it's offense or defense. Kirby wants to buy in. You have to be selfish to play this sport at Georgia. You don't. And Micah Morris and and Dylan Fairchild have had to, go up against Jalen Carter and, and Jordan Davis, yeah. you know, like yeah. you're telling me they can't yeah. guard whoever's in front of them. Uh, you know, now, I mean, they, this is the yeah. best comment of the night though, from uh, Antoine yeah. Sampson. He says, if Brock didn't put his hands up, yeah. face max would have caught it. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he knows, he knows the catch I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Oh yeah. Incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, but I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Cause I know Roddy's coming in and uh, you guys, but uh you, uh, yeah, we do have to clean up the show a little bit. You've been on way too yeah. long this time. Oh, shit. I haven't been on that long. You guys have a great night. All right. Don't thank you, Reverend. Yeah, Reverend. Don't, bless, Reverend. don't bless someone else. <laughs> I will. See you, brother. <laughs> I love him, man. I love him. I love him. Look best. at this guy. This guy, I like this guy. I don't know if I love him as much as Spano, but I like him. How's it going, Roddy? Are you going to let me on? Thank you. You you do I mean, have I'm access, not the Reverend, but I appreciate it. You do have access to put yourself on. I thought you were working. You know, I thought you were doing something. I'm not going to just bring you on. You know? Well, actually, I was. I was just tweeting out the fact that remember before the season started, everyone's like, "Well, the real test is going to be you know Knoxville." What well, I said. Yeah, said oh, well, yeah. You're looking at the no. season, like, "Oh, it's an easy schedule. It's easy." Uh, Georgia just ran a slate of three uh, ranked teams and kind of whooped all their asses. So. Uh, that we talked about the November gauntlet and how bad it was going to be because they were through the easy part, but people were still circling that Tennessee game until last week when they got their uh, heads kicked in by Missouri. But they had a 14-game winning streak, dating, uh, home winning streak, dating back to the last time Georgia beat their ass, and now that Georgia bookends. Hey, we beat you before. You can, in other words, you can have a 14-game home winning streak until you have to play Georgia every other year. So you can win all the games in between, but Georgia's got you. And everyone said, well, Georgia doesn't play anybody. Wait, wait till they have an, a, a, a real road game. And they went to Auburn, and they struggled. And as a lot of people were saying, well, and Vandy doesn't count as a real road game because it's a construction site, you know, and uh, it's, it's 90% Georgia fans up there anyway. So it's not like – it's not. in other words, it's not a real road environment. But going into Neyland Stadium, a wounded animal who's cornered, you know, who got humiliated last week, they're going to give you the best shot. And we saw it in the first play, but – Georgia's now won 14 road games in a row. And Kirby always talks about, you know, it's really hard to win on the road, especially when they struggled at Auburn, you know, struggled elsewhere. And people were like, what? What do you mean it's hard? It is hard. No one does that. And as much as you can talk about Georgia's 27 
game uh, regular season win streak and 28 games uh, winning streak, you know, with non-regular season. The fact that you've got 14 road wins, and I mean, they're 24-0 in the SEC, the only team to ever have done it since they split the East and West. Uh, luckily, you're doing it in the East, but the only team that's ever done, you know, gone three years in a row without an SEC loss. You know, that's just, I mean, 8-0, 8-0, 8-0. Uh, you're going to be the first team in forever to go. Uh, I, I, I don't know who's gone regular season uh, you know, undefeated in three years in a row. That's mind-boggling. But to me, that 14 games in a row on the road win streak is nuts because you're not playing Little Sisters of the Poor on the road. You don't go and play, you know, the uh, West Texas State on the road, you play real teams on the road. You travel to their house, and they give you their best shot. And Georgia went up there and did not play their best game. This wasn't Georgia's best game. Uh, and no. you lost some starters, and uh, you had some drop passes, but Carson killed it, and you had other guys step up. In other words, it wasn't as uh, smooth as last week, but you still kicked them, you know, kicked their heads in, and you win by four touchdowns without your best game, and you know, just leaned on them in the second half. So. Uh, shout out to everybody involved in that great game plan, offensively and defensively. Uh, great execution. Um, and again, I don't, I don't think they had their their best stuff, but their next best stuff is worth a twenty-eight point win on the road. And I'm like, damn, just can't, I can't get over it. But by the way, that uh, FSU quarterback has a broken leg. Yeah, oh, gosh, gosh does yeah, it really? somebody. Yeah, somebody sent me the clip. I haven't been able to watch it yet, but uh, they I said haven't it seen it. But, uh, they said it's Chub like. I got an insider telling me that who's uh, yeah. who's been dead on about a lot of this stuff. They said it's uh, Chub like. Are they losing? Uh, yeah, they're losing right now. Wow. Uh, Jordan says, "All hell, Day E in the house." Then he corrected himself and said, "Dane, it's because of beer." Dane, what's going on, friend? Is this the New Mexico State fan page channel? Uh, I think, yeah, uh, it is for the most part. See, Roddy, I, he comes and he goes. I, he can come and go when he wants to. I, I didn't kick him. I didn't kick him off. Oh, well, uh, all right. Okay. All right. Oh, see you, boss. We'll see you in a bit. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, what a nice guy. Um, no. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're a New Mexico State fan base. You missed it. Apparently, Jason Butt is, has bet on Mexico State, New Mexico State three times this year, won all three of his bets. So the man was rattling off people uh, on the New Mexico State. And I said, look, Jason, you got to calm down. It sounds a little bit too like a degenerate. But, you know, he wanted to shine. When you win bets, you want to win bets. And, and you want to talk about it. So uh, Jason had this one from the jump. I did not. Um, I've texted our friends over at the War Report. Um, haven't gotten too many friendly texts back. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, um, I say that cheeky coming in here, but like just in the context of what Georgia is doing, playing <laughs> at the, at the height, at heights, look at what Georgia's biggest rivals are doing. Auburn may have just had the biggest loss in the history of the program. Florida, my God, like, I mean, I don't know what they're doing right now against Missouri, but for what this season has been, and they don't know if Napier is the guy or they, they, they're not recruiting at a high level. And you just start looking around like South Carolina's had some bad losses and Georgia just did what it did to Tennessee. Like th this is for what Georgia was before Kirby Smart got there, which was a really good program that would sometimes lose to rivals that probably shouldn't have lost to. It's just mowed through these programs to the point that like Tennessee didn't belong in that field with Georgia today. 
All right. And there aren't many times I can tell you that that's the case. Now, how did that Auburn team that looked that way at the same stadium against New Mexico State play a game that it probably should have beaten Georgia? I have no idea other than college football. Well, uh, Reverend Ned uh, brought up a good point that technically New Mexico State via transfer property could beat Georgia. So, you know, Fair. we're getting into some some funky waters there, but, you know, it's it could happen. Um, right hey, now, Missouri's Dane, a- I, Dane, Dane yeah. I know you apologized last week and you laid it all out there, but – did you Carson really, Beck, Eddie? You're gonna do this? You're gonna do this? The man no, has said I'm not, sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna lay into him. I, I have a question, Paul. Can I didn't apologize either. I just said I was wrong. Like, okay. not, well, that's that's fair. That's fair. You didn't I have mean, to start off like that, Eddie. You came at him too hard right there. You got to oh ease into gosh. this. Okay, I go mean, ahead. Re, restart. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna like Men in Black. All right, you can start again. Can Carson Beck win the national championship now? And are you a humongous fan of Carson Beck? How about that? I, I said last week, absolutely, regardless of what happened. Like I was wrong in what I said. Like Carson Beck has proved me wrong. And I was saying all that based on the info that I had the first month of the season. And even within the program, the doubts that were happening. All that wrong. He surpassed everything that anyone could be critical of with him. To the point that I doubt he's at Georgia next year. Uh, because NFL scouts are going to see what's happening right now. I'm like, eh. I mean, if, if what's his name? Clayton Toon played in the NFL. I'd never heard of that guy. Yeah. Uh, who's this cat that's playing for Justin Fields with the Bears? I don't know him. No, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't knocking Syracuse. you. I wasn't knocking you at all, Dane. I, I'm, I'm literally no. asking: Did he even? Don't win walk you it back even, now, Eddie. Did he? Did he now. even win you over even more tonight? Because that guy, that guy's a surgeon. I mean, he he's special. The thing that impressed me the most, and the arm talent's always been there. His pocket management tonight yes. when some pr- pressure came to extend plays, to get positive yardage out of it, he's gotten so much better at that. That's the thing yeah. I thought early in the season would be his Achilles heel. I thought that'd be a, a, a critical area where Georgia could be – was at least going to be vulnerable. And that's not the case. Like between, I, Credit to him. Credit to Mike Bobo. Like, any criticism of George's offense, even with all the injuries that it's had, they they've surpassed all of that. Like it's it's been phenomenal. He he has worked himself up to be in the Heisman conversation. I don't know that mm-hmm. there's going to be enough to get him where he's like getting high level votes. I think Jaden Daniels probably circling that. But just the fact that that conversation is there, I didn't think there was a possibility of that even going a month into this season. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Look, Kevin Kevin Boyd says Dane's standing in the paint. That's what's up. You're standing there taking your licks, man. So we, you know, that's all we can ask for. You're standing I mean, on, like, like Eli Drinkwitz said, you're standing on business, which was wild for that man to say that. That's like a, a young man's slang. I still don't understand. What, what does that mean? So, I don't, I don't, what does that all right, mean? here we Do you know what it means, Roddy? <laughs> go ahead. Do you know what it means, Dane? Standing on business? Yeah. I, I could take a stab, but man. Okay, I'm, take a take. You know, I, I'd love for you to take a stab. Go take a stab. I remember a referee for the ACC calling a penalty one time and saying that someone was giving him the business, and so okay. I was going to go down cap, that road. Cap, cap. Do you remember that? Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Is that what he was referring to? I mean, that no, no. I'm not saying he's referring to that ref. I, I was oh. thinking the phrase somehow was something. Okay. So, so stand, standing on business. In a literal mm-hmm. sense, this means taking care of your business. It's a it's a cool way. Like it, it's a stupid thing. That's stupid. Look, look. Paul's got hey, urban dictionary pulled up over there, acting like he's like like he's hip. 
hold on, hold on. Well, you got no. a kid. There's no way you know this stuff. It does. It does mean. <laughs> it does mean that. That also doesn't mean that I don't have Urban Dictionary pulled up on my other screen. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I don't have it also pulled up. Okay. Uh... But no, it it means taking care of business. But you know, like that old song that you guys grew up, Eddie and Rye, like that taking care, like nobody listens to that anymore. So now it's like standing on business. Um, we do so, wait to get to the Bachman Turner Overdrive and they get to work in overtime part. So here's a, here, so you know how Urban Dictionary always gives a example. It says to take care of business slash obligations, to be about your grind. Example, rent was due and my son was hungry, so I had no choice but to stand on business. That's what it means. But we he didn't say business. He said business. Business, yeah. Stand on business. Can, can we back up and kind of give a, a high-level view of what George has done offensively, though? Because Stetson Bennett should not have been an NFL quarterback and should not have been a Heisman finalist. He was. Georgia helped him get there. He did a ton himself. I'm not saying that, like, Georgia dragged him there against his will or anything. Carson Beck's a similar story. He's got a rocket for an arm, but, like, even recruiting-wise, what he was mostly a four-star? This was not Dylan Rayola hype, five-star, can't-miss guy. This was bring him into the program, develop, make this work. And now he's looking at potentially playing in the NFL, going a year early, and having some Heisman votes. Like, that's what Georgia's done offensively. Pretty much gives me the confidence to say, whoever Georgia's quarterback is, comma, that person's going to be a Heisman finalist. It's it's approaching that stage. Yeah. So, we've, we've got Dane. I think, I think Dane's worn that that badge, and it's it's far enough gone right now, Roddy. We don't have to. Do we no, have we to, keep... to beat him up? Hell, I, I was I was throwing him under the bus on the watch along show. You, Again, to be fair, we, we all take our licks when we're wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Uh, I was a little concerned about this game before it kicked off. He asked Dane. I was like, man, you know, it's just the way I said that all, uh, Tennessee won't play as bad as they did last no. week, and Georgia won't play as good. Right, and then you saw him take it to the house seventy-five yards. I'm like, mother, you know. But he started the second possession. Just give him that. Yeah, first. like hell. Next time, just kick off. Let him take it all the way back. Then start the game. It's like you always have to spot everybody seven points. You know, it's like when you're playing against your older brother. He's like, okay, I, you're up two nothing, and then he checks the ball. You know, you're like, you give you, or I will give you a head start in a race, and you get to, you're at the end of the driveway. We're running to the end of the street, but you know, you get started at the top of the driveway. I'll start at the back of the driveway type thing. Uh, so, again, I, I, I was just worried that they would do some stuff to kind of get into it. And then, you know, Georgia has a few uh, – some plays where they weren't quite – But and I think what this game's going to come down to is, of course, Dylan Bell. He was lights out. Uh, the fact that Tate Rattlers goes down, Georgia doesn't miss a beat. Think about that. You got maybe a first-round draft pick on the offensive line, and you were still able to run the ball and have a ton of pass. Last two weeks, who has gotten to Carson Beck the last two weeks? Was he? He wasn't touched tonight, was he? There was one quarterback hurry that I remember. I don't see. Let me see. I'll, I'll look right now. I mean, you're playing had... musical chairs in the offensive line, but uh, uh, it says it says they did have one sack. Number that's six. That's probably that eight. fumble. That was that fumble, wasn't it? Doesn't that count as a sack? You don't count that as a rush. Well, no, I don't know because he was the one that picked it up. Six was. Yeah, he picked. He covered it, so they probably count that as. But, a but sack. here's the thing. Uh, Either way, a, they Tennessee messed up. They had a lot of passes they dropped. Kirby Smart was talking about the fact that, you know, there were three times that you, you got your back to the play, your trail technique, and Georgia won those three those three deep balls. They dropped a lot – Tennessee dropped a lot of passes, but Georgia made some huge catches. Dylan Bell's 
All yeah. the 50-50 balls Georgia came down with. Mm-hmm. Again, the, uh, the tight ends dropped two passes, mm-hmm. and still Carson Beck was 80%. But his – I'm just saying it's a complete win That's when right. your role players – when they've only had one return yard all year, uh, Tennessee. They pumped the ball so well, there's been one return yard in 10 games. I mean, uh, uh, Muse had five. Again, it doesn't sound like much, but just the fact that you got two returns on them when nobody nobody had a return on them. And then, you know, Dylan Bell comes in, has a big game. Arian Smith breaks the game open with that 33-yard mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. Just the guys that you talk – Marcus Roseby said at Jack Singh. How, how many weeks have we been talking about him? Not many. It's all been Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers and, you know, Ra Ra had a game and the Dominic Lovett had Love a game. Lovett had one. Yeah. yeah, here comes, uh, you know, Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint. So the guys who uh, we, we consider to be role players come out and just absolutely tear it up and get a absolute team victory. Guys who haven't played as much on the offensive line, they have to go out there and step up. Guys on defense, I mean, you're on in enemy territory without uh, Dumas Johnson. And uh, and I want to give uh, – I'll end here. The man that we gave so much grief for in that first play, Tyke Smith, you know, didn't, didn't have his gap, 75-yard run. A lot of people blaming him for it. Rest of the game, he was a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, everybody's still seeing 23. There was one series where he uh, makes a tackle on one side of the field, then on the other side of the field defends a pass, and it was just nuts. At one point I looked up, he had 10 tackles, was leading the team. Eight of them were solos. So, again, yeah. it's just a, a – Top to bottom, my 44 are better than your 44. My 66 are better than your 66. So even if we – you lost a couple of players, we lost a couple of players. But even though we're losing first-round guys or, you know, high draft picks, we're still going to kick your ass. Yeah, no, it uh, – Tyke finished with the uh, team lead in 10 tackles. Right behind him was uh, Javon Bullard with six. And then you had Smile, Smile Everett, and C.J. Allen. And, whoa, Jordan Hall making an appearance with four tackles. Four. Dude, he uh, crushed a guy. Yeah, in the middle there. They ran through that B gap, and he was. Hey, Roddy. Roddy pointed it out, but I I just want this will never show up on the stat sheet. Nobody will give two craps. But Makai Muse making catches like he did in traffic and keeping the ball from bouncing behind him. I mean, he made some, and they were nothing, right? I mean, he called a fair catch several times. But just the fact he was able to corral those balls was humongous, especially on the and, road. And people wanted him pulled a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. He, was well, he, had, a little, he had a little case of the fumbleitis. So uh, big time, you know, being able to catch those. Georgia rushing for uh, only 3.9 yards a carry. Is that a concern for anybody or no? That, dude, Bobo this sucks. is one of the best best defensive fronts Georgia's going to face. Yep. I mean, give them well, credit. They're, they're number four. They only give up 111 yards a game. And, and they're, they're much better home. Yeah, they gave yeah. 156. So, hey, Eddie, I'm going to bring on Gary here. Thank you, boys. Appreciate Enjoy you. It. Yeah, appreciate Thanks, you so much. Go, Go Dolphins. We'll see you at the basketball game. Yeah, Eddie, we'll see you at the game. Uh, bring on the man, the myth, the legend. Double G. What's up, hey. baby? Hey, guys, how y'all tonight? Man, I, I can't complain. I came on early tonight because I'm going to bring the heat. If that's all right. Hey. Warm us up, Gary. Warm us up. Where's all the Bobo hate now? Uh, I did, dude, there are guys going to their own account searching for Mike Bobo, <laughs> and they're deleting tweets, <laughs> TikToks, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, text messages to buddies. And again, he could, he could play. He could call a horrible game in the playoffs, and all that hatred will come back. 
He could have a bad game against Tech. If, if he ever fails, all the people that hated him are going to come out. Gary, you know this because they, they're already on record as saying that he's not the hire. But, I mean, week after week after week, I thought it was a brilliant series of plays on the second, third drives. Okay, get this right here. Sometimes us as Georgia fans, we are spoiled, but we forget some of the basic philosophies of football. Number one, if people think our offense is what won us the national championships the last two years, they're out of their mind. It was our defense. Yeah. Right. Okay. The first, the first philosophy of football, basic philosophy. Offense wins wins uh, ball games. Defense wins championships. Okay, follow me so far. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Okay, then they say, "Oh, Mike Bobo, he runs the ball too much on offense. He runs up the middle too much on offense. He does this and he does that. He can't call a game for his life." But people feel fail to consider this right here. Another basic philosophy of of a football game: if you want to win a football game. Yes, sir. There are four different times that you have to be able to run the ball. Not that saying that you got to run the ball, but but uh, be able to run the ball. That's first down, short yardage, to run the clock out, and to uh, inside the inside the twenties, inside the red zone. If you can run the ball on them times, you're gonna win a football game. The super majority of the football games. Period. Yeah. And Gary, what did Kirby Smart say on Monday? Uh, I missed it, but Well, I, I quickly said, we have to be able to run the ball on them. I mean, yeah. he's, asked, you know, he's like, what is it? He's like, they're really good. But he says, and I mean, he was adamant. So remember, Kirby's the man. If he doesn't want Mike Bobo calling a run call, Mike ain't going to call it. Okay. You know, Kirby can override it anytime he wants to. So. Uh, but you're right. If you let have me, situations, then you're going to lose the game. Let me let let me let me ask you a question. Everybody says that he runs up the middle too much, but where does Georgia complete most of their passes? Right. On the outside, okay. Georgia, okay. The, the highest percentage of Georgia's completed passes are on the outside, and what Carson Bet does the best is play action. Yeah. And if for the play action to the outside to work correctly, the way it should be, you want to where do you want to run the ball up? Up the middle. Up the middle, because when you run the ball up the middle, your linebackers are going to be cheating to the inside. Right. And what what I mean that don't that don't necessarily mean that they are moved over a little bit more, but their eyes are cheating to the middle. And that's basic basic tendency of everybody. And your your body follows your 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 head. Your head follows your eyes. And if you are cheating to the middle with your eyes, you got to make an extra move before you go to the outside. And right. Brock Bowers runs behind you. And it's correct. Over. Yo, uh, Foco Loco Dog says, don't lie, Double G. You're Mike Bobo's uncle, aren't you? No, me and Mike Bobo's the same age. Damn. Stand on me, the South. You know that. I think, I, I think Mike Bobo's a year 
a year older than me because he graduated a year before I did. So y'all cousins then? Yeah, but you skipped like three grades. They they advanced you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all cousins. No, but that, what people people go about the past, and they forget about how Bobo was when he was actually here. Yeah, he made some few plays, but he didn't have no defenses. Okay, let's think about it. What do we have now? We have a defense. We can have Will Muschamp and uh, Shoemaker. I'm a, what, what's his other, what's his name? Schumann. Schumann. I like Shoemaker more, to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it real with you. I do. But we got, we got two of the top, three of the top defensive minds in the ball game. Probably the best defensive mind that whoever played at – Played our coach in college football, Kirby Smart. Then we got another great defensive mind in Will Muschamp, and Shoemaker Shoe, Shoe is uh, I, I mispronounced his name again. He is starting sitting under the learning tree, tree right now. Okay, right. But what we got to worry about is all these other teams done firing all the coaches, or somebody gonna come out the will. Will Muschamp or Schumann this year? Schumann's getting calls right now, I promise you. Or at least text to his agent. Hell, with the way the offense is going, Bubba may get the calls. He will. uh, I mean, people don't remember – people forget how well he's respected by the coaching community. Now, I thought it was very interesting that Kirk Herbstreit today was talking about the Michigan – I mean, the A&M job. He says they don't need to hire a personality. They need to hire a ball coach. They need to hire somebody they can come in, do X's nose, not win the press conference – not with a weekly press conference, just develop players, build a program. And I'm like, Glenn Schumann, Glenn Schumann, Glenn Schumann, Glenn Schumann. Because Schumann doesn't quite have the same it factor that Dan Lanning has. He's not quite as charming in a press conference, you know. But they ain't going to get Lanning. Football genius that all everyone's like, this guy knows his stuff. It's the reason why Kirby's paying him $2 million. You know, and that's why Kirby, who's yeah. the first guy Kirby Smart hired? Glenn Schumann. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm building a staff. Uh, he's he's really good at it, and uh, he's not going to go to some school like Mississippi State, not to crap on the, the uh, Bulldogs, but it's a he's looking for that perfect fit. And I don't know that Texas A&M is it. There feels like there's a lot of politics there, but if you give him a place where he's got the money and the time and the uh, resources, Glenn Schumann is going to be that coach. And again, he's he's not going to have the it factor like Dion or uh, Kirby. You know, you're not going to put him in a ton of commercials, but. He's going to win you football games and just kick everybody's ass. So, yeah. Oh, and who and can recruit and just yeah. the he's got. So, a lot of the landscape has changed with this too, because like historically, Mike Bobo would definitely get calls to pretty big programs, but the money is so high for the coordinators yeah. at a place like Georgia now that like he wouldn't leave for a Colorado State again, like he did the first. No, no. Like, nothing of that caliber. So, yeah, if Texas A&M called Mike Bobo and said, we want you to take over the program, he's going to listen. You know how much yeah. money that is? I don't think it's going to happen. And I, think I it's don't either. Happens. But but I do know for a fact that uh, that they ain't going to get Dan Manning from Oregon. He's he's waiting. He wanting to – I do believe he wanting to come back to, to the SEC, but it ain't going to be for no Texas A&M. It's going to be for some of the big-name schools. Maybe a couple years in Alabama when Nick Saban decides he wants to retire. Oh, don't say that. Don't. Or maybe. Or maybe. He might be spot on with that. that no, might be I'm just saying Saban never is going to retire. Or, or maybe, <laughs> maybe he's looking out for that 
Tennessee job that's going to come open in a couple of years if they don't get it under Ooh, control. There's a good one. Florida? Maybe uh, Florida. I don't know about Florida. <laughs> Florida's a, Florida is a – Y'all making Florida. everybody nervous in the comments now. Y'all be nice. Yeah. He was butter yeah. fucker. Yeah. Florida, I don't think – Well, I told you I was going to bring the heat. You did. Right. He did. He warned us. Gary, I don't know if you heard earlier, but you're standing on business right now. Oh, yeah. I'm standing on business. <laughs> They don't know nothing about standing on business. They don't know. They don't know. You built your house on business. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to do a super chat for Gary standing on business. I'm <laughs> standing on business. I love it, Gary. We got uh, we got Jordan waiting, and I've had him waiting for quite some time. But I knew you had to go hot and heavy tonight, so I let you do your thing. You know. Okay, I'll talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good, a good night and bless y'all, bro. Hey, Gary, Gary, double G, double G. G. Gary, before you leave, double G. When you first came on. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. You have become one of my favorites, Double G. And I think, I think the fans also appreciate you very much, too. Uh, I hope so. I just tell it like it is. Dude, you're you're standing on business, Gary. Your house built on business. I love it. All right. Y'all have a good night, guys. See you next week. Paul's just racist. Like Gary. Huh? You're just racist. Racist. Whoa. I guess guys. I guess guys with beards. Whoa. What? A, I mean, this is. You a beard is not a race, Roddy. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Paul, I got your back, bro. We're not. Thanks. No. We're hey, gonna look. Gonna, a, a look at all the love. Look at all the love for Gary. Love G, double G. <laughs> That's double what I mean. And you and uh, you didn't like him the first time you saw him. I'm just saying I, that was a shallow, shallow uh, judgment on your part. Look, I think I think he's gonna turn into uh, one of our one of our better callers. Oh, he is. He's good. I don't trust that Jordan dude, though. Jordan's so, bad. look, before I bring Jordan on, um, I don't know if Jordan's ever been on the show before, but this, yeah, yeah. This, has he? He has, right? Yeah, dude. But look. You were high last time. I got it. Look, I don't know if he was drunk or what, but he came into the chat, I don't know, about a month ago and said, look, your voice really doesn't match your face. Like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I, so he's going to first have to he's going to first have to say what that is about. And then he can talk about Georgia. So what's up, JC? <laughs> what up, Roddy, that was for you. Okay, Roddy, that was for you. Paul, can y'all hear me okay? We, we can you? hear you. Yeah, we got you. Paul, that was a compliment. I'm. Uh, that was Auburn weekend, all right? It was. I remember was. that because I was I, – I didn't expect a reply, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. You, you, I was like, wait a minute. Jordan's talking that smack. No, yeah. but that was a compliment. But we're going to – so from one man to another, yeah, I appreciate that. You do a great job, and honestly, I'm glad you weren't here Missouri weekend because Roddy was here and had to suffer through that. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't even that show the year. Say what? <laughs> so, did you say best, best show of the year? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a blend of Paul not here and I was on there for 20 minutes, but well. <laughs> oh, dude, that's why. He was on the show. That's what see, he's never Oof. he's never been on with me. I see what it is. I see that's what right. No, that was well, I mean, if you have to do your that. job, you know about Gary. You know about Oof. Oof. speaking okay. of Jason, what's up, man? What's up, man? No, but um Missouri looks like they're just playing with their food a little bit right now. They hadn't quite gotten rolling. But I just wanted to um I Ooh, told they my are wife, seven to three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I think Schrader's gonna get he's gonna shred them. But um, I just want – opening kickoff, I saw we were kicking. I was like, well, Tracy, my wife, I was like, 
not going to get upset when they go down and score first drive. I didn't expect it to be as quick as it was, so it took me a little bit to hold back. But um, obviously we settled down. Wasn't nervous. I was worried about that first drive. But then we just went marched out right down the field. Even though it was a field goal, we were happy. But the play that stood out to me, and I don't know if y'all called it, and I just like to watch the younger guys get after it. But it was like the third quarter. I think that was like just a little less than nine minutes left. It was like third and 15. But you had Jalen Walker, Damon Wilson, uh, Tyron Ingram Dawkins, and Michael Williams on the – they were basically your front four. And when I saw that, I didn't expect it, but I was just like, holy cow, this is not going to end well. And sure enough, we got the sack. But that was just one thing that was just like – And that's with C.J. Allen behind them too, right? Like, Oh, of course. Was, yeah. I can't – like I just kept counting the number of times it was like freshmen – like two freshmen combined getting the, the tackles and it was like Jordan Hall and CJ Allen, you kept seeing 44 flying around, but that play right there that the sack on um, Milton was just like that, that front four right there was, that was third and 15. It's not a good recipe for any team, but especially against Georgia, when you got those four guys that can just pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. So there was something I saw JC and, I don't pay too much attention to like the starting lineups because they they come on the screen so fast and they're gone. But Tennessee had, I want to say eight or nine seniors on offense, and then yeah. they, they flipped over to Georgia and there was hardly any seniors there. You saw sophomores. You saw they highlighted the yeah. freshmen. They highlighted CJ Allen. You saw three or four sophomores starting. Totally different for Georgia compared to what Tennessee had out there. Tennessee had like their whole starting O line was seniors. Yeah. Yeah, and then you and had no telling how old was, they are. Exactly. I mean, I think one of them was like a sixth or seventh year. I, oh, I saw what Milton had six years at. Yeah, yeah. Milton Michigan. had three at Michigan, and then and three or three years at Michigan, three at Tennessee. I was like, geez, he might yeah. still be a triple major. And but their whole O line was seniors, and then their tight end was a senior, and then I don't even know who all else. But it, even their defense was old too, and it was like this was supposed to be the year. It was like like y'all said. I I mean, I've been watching y'all. They said that like this was supposed to be the this game was going to decide the East. And then you got, I mean, Georgia's got all these young guys that rotate. And it's, it honestly, I don't pay attention to Georgia's start defense because they play so many guys. But I mean, I know I tweeted at Roddy about Dylan Bell getting that uh, the chats better be donating for Dylan Bell's helmet stickers. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we need money for a lot of helmet stickers. For, I mean, yeah, just for Dylan, Bell. Dylan Bell fun. Damn. Well, Jordan, one thing I'll tell you about Tennessee is I think that they stand as much to lose with divisions going away as any team in the SEC. Just but from an optics standpoint, you can say last year they won the college football playoff race. They had a game with Georgia. That at least it was a high-level game. Slightly disappointing this year. But you, you look at next year for Tennessee and you're like, ooh, they could easily be like eighth best team in the SEC because yeah. you no longer can say second best in the East just behind Georgia who's on a historic run. You just have to say seventh or eighth in the league and i think exactly. the optics wise that tennessee may slide a little bit more than what we thought they would last year and i guarantee you no way's going to be talking about preseason about georgia's candy ass season next season because <laughs> my gosh gauntlet and um yeah. i i don't like all the beck new york heisman talk because i'm hoping he comes back because i think the way he's settling in is just like tonight <laughs> I know you talked about if Beck didn't turn or if uh, Bowers didn't turn around, his help, his face mask would have called oh, yeah. it or whatnot. Beck was throwing some, he was throwing that thing tonight. That's what I kept tweeting. I was like, God, like 
you can tell when he really wants to like step into one. It was uh, I kept I, my friends were giving me hell last week because I kept our Missouri weeks. I kept talking about how fun it is to watch this team, but that was fun to watch Carson. What, but do you realize how like because a lot of people have come on here and said this that a Georgia and Tennessee game that Joe Milton and his arm strength is on the other side and everyone's coming out saying did you see Carson Beck's arm strength well, like that's that's going against like top of the top like there are things about nah. Milton's game that's not great but arm strength is best in the country I tell you Carson what it, Beck went toe to toe with that I'll tell you what Joe Milton and again he plays he's a D one athlete I I have no room to be given criticism. But he's what you call your showcase quarterback. Yeah, like I've played yeah. with I've played with guys in baseball where you go to a showcase where you hit BP, you throw off the mound, you you make all these throws where it's not live, and you're a superstar. And seven on I call, seven, Joe Milton would be yeah, a exactly. He's gonna yep, yeah. He's your showcase quarterback. Where at the combine, he'll probably get some attention just because it's the combine where you put. You put a Georgia defense in front of him? Nah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so it's I, Beck's a gamer, and I just and Milton is a showcase guy. I'm gonna say that, but I mean the way Beck, you know, even when we were down seven three, they scanned over to him and he was winking at somebody, like just unfazed. That's what I just love about this guy, and that's the thing that's different. Like everybody keeps saying, like, oh, this isn't the same team as last year. Honestly, this is the team we need for this year because we've been down. And does this team bat an eye? No. Or against Ohio State last year, I was a little worried. Like, everybody was, of course, worried. But the team hadn't been battle-tested where this team is going to go into the playoff or SEC championship game and everything. And if they're down two touchdowns like they were against South Carolina, they were down at Auburn, they don't flinch. And, I mean, I know Kirby said they can give a punch, but they can also take a punch, which the past two teams never had to really take a – like. They never got a full connection punch against them. It was just – they were just so dominant where this team just doesn't even flinch. I'd say I mean, Missouri last the, year was a punch. I'd say that was. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that was – They punched themselves. One game where not not where they've been down on – not what is it now, six teams or seven teams that have scored on their opening drive where yeah. – Five yeah, in a row. I mean, five, I do. Dan, you're right. You're right, Dan. I mean, I appreciate the accountability there. But, yeah, the Missouri game, I was sweating a little bit. <laughs> but, but I love your point. This is not the same Georgia team as the last couple of years, obviously. This is not the same Georgia team as what we saw in, like, September. Like, yeah. this, this team is playing oh. much better than yeah. they were at that point. Beck was, Beck was scared to make a mistake early in the year, where now he's like, Hell, I'm just gonna rip it, and yeah. if it if it knocks my own receiver's head off, I'm ready. <laughs> like we're, he's going, he, you know, it, it's. But the the thing that was I really appreciated tonight was just like you have so many dudes that he kept targeting so many guys. Like how many guys did end up catching the ball tonight? Uh, you had eight different receivers tonight. Yeah, and Ra Ra. I mean, I hate to see Ra Ra go. I didn't even know he really got hurt, but it was like Beck just it was like one guy after the other, and I always. I always got to give a shout out to Marcus Roseman Jackson. I think I did that against Missouri, our Missouri uh, weekend. But just seeing him get some get some targets. Make, I mean, he always busts his butt blocking, but getting to see him score, it's always fun to appreciate. And um, two touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. I mean, shout out to Jackson Meeks too, man. Oh Team yeah, Team player. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, he gets in and just yeah. He's, he's in there. He's, there right? he, he's doing the dirty work, and they hit him for 23 yards today. So, uh, congrats wow. to him on that, man. 
Well, hey, uh, shout out to Brian McClendon and Mike Bowe. They worked together. The all, the routes and uh, schemes they had for the uh, passing against a bad secondary middle of the field. They just they opened it up you know, like a can of tuna. They're like you know, or hell, like yeah. a pull tab. There's like ah, we want the middle of the field open. We're gonna run off this safety. We're gonna pull this linebacker out of there. We're gonna let our best guys work against their worst uh, uh, defenders. In the middle of the field and exactly. Brock Bowers just tore him up. The re- I, I pulled up the uh, stats there real quick because I wanted to look at something I thought we'd get uh, Jordan's thoughts on. Third down conversions. Mm, Georgia, I can't see it. You nine, have to tell me. Nine, uh, two of 11 for Tennessee. Damn. Hey, whenever I saw 55.5% was the best in the nation for us on third down, I was like, you almost, as a Georgia fan, you almost think that it's better than that. Just watching us week in and week out, that we just continue to. <laughs> and again, another Dylan Bell, great third down conversion on that mm-hmm. ridiculous catch. And um, yeah, it's just one of those bend don't break offenses. It's, it's there's always somebody open. <laughs> it's like yeah. tonight, Tate Rattledge goes down. Like you said, potential first round, second round guy does O line doesn't even flinch. I mean, Mims being back is just massive. Like the guy's just a wall. The guys try to some of those edge guys try to do like spin moves, and it's like okay, you went from the outside of his shoulder to the middle of his chest because he's so big, and you, he just stiffs you right there. But like spin moving Snow Mountain, man. Yeah, I mean, I just these guys playing O line, seeing the the fair. I know I. I really I apologize for Missouri week. I got out of hand, but just seeing the Fairchilds and the Micah Morrises just get their opportunities to get in there and like there's no beat skipped. It's just they get in there and just handle their business. And then seeing did Mims get hurt in the game or was that just them rotating guys in? Because I know Trust bounced out the right tackle, but they're doing a lot of rotation right now, really yeah. among everyone other than Cedric Van Brands. So yeah, I'm sure everyone's kind of nicked up a little bit at this point in the season. But we we thought the same thing when Ernest Green was pulled out mm-hmm. and then trust whatever. They were like, oh, did he get hurt? And he's like, no, he didn't get hurt. It's just eroding, rotating things around a little bit. If anything, I mean, Coach Donnan said it with us, he's like, they're going to have Mims on the field. And for the most part, they did. But I agree. Like, there were some times that, you know, he wasn't there. So, yeah, yeah when I, you, I, when you... Injured, I think he's fine. Okay, because when he was out, you really saw like Beck didn't really get touched tonight. I mean, yeah, but most teams only had one quarterback hurry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one sack. That was Vandegrift's sack, I guess. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that wasn't the starters. I mean, but I definitely think that like Mims. I mean, not that anybody. For one, he can't hide from anybody. But it was when he wasn't in. You definitely could tell that, like, there is a he's he's a he's a difference maker. The top, I mean, there's a difference when the top 15 guys in the in the game and not. But you could definitely tell a couple of those times that I think it was what the trust got the hold whenever Beck kind of almost looked like he got hit low. Got, oh yeah, I was excited because yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we're about to get yeah, extra yards. They also and ran like, off the left side with uh, when you got Ernest Green over there, Michael Moore side by side. You know, coach. Calls it. He's like, "Hey, this is gonna be a runoff left tackle. I guarantee it." Sure enough, that's exactly where they went. Just destroyed everybody. Yeah. So, one uh, interesting thing that I know because I had the SkyCam view from CBS on my computer while we were on the watch along show, and sometimes you get some different things of just like it kind of flips around. When Ratledge gets hurt, 
Kirby Smart, like, yeah, he checks us on him, but, you know, he's got to coach the game and do his thing. He goes directly to Amarius Mims and starts chatting with him about something. And, and I've talked to people that coach offensive line before, and they say the footwork is so different and precise. And Tate Ratledge has had that spot at right guard consistently. So when Fairchild goes over there, there's going to be some things that are slightly different, not in the calls, not in, uh, you know, even talent per se, but just like where footwork happens. And I thought that was just interesting to see that Kirby Smart sees him go down and he goes to Mims as like, you're leading the spot. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to expect with someone that you don't always play beside right here. Yep. Uh, we, got a, we got an injury update here from Kirby Smart because we're talking about Tate, Tate Ratledge. I was told that he was about midway through the He's out for the game. Uh, we don't know how bad his knee is. We'll find out. Apparently, according to Kirby, he has a banged up knee. There's no tear. They hope to get him back next week. Now, when Kirby says we hope to get a guy back. Day to day. Oh, you know what that is, boy. <laughs> You know what that means. Hey, Tate had a great career at Georgia. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah I mean, nice knowing you, Tate. Yeah. Uh, Tate actually mullet, lost it. We'll see you. They don't need him back next week, so that's good. Roddy, I'm going to ask again on Monday, and it's going to be – I got a lot of respect for Tate. Let me just get through this. Uh, Rara injured his foot during warmups. He does not appear does not appear to be serious. Said it's not an ankle. So everybody's wondering where's Rara Thomas. That's what's, what's that's going great. on with him. That's great. That's great. And Lad McConkey, I mentioned this in the Georgia three two one report. I said, look, we need to keep an eye on Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers because they were both, you know, Brock Bowers is coming back from an injury, and Lad McConkey got injured. Sure enough, uh, apparently they kept him out because it's just, just a precaution after he didn't do much work last week. He didn't practice a couple days last week. He didn't practice much, and he was seen leaving the Buttsmere building wearing a boot, which, you know, they put boots on guys all the time as a precaution, but they're trying to keep doing the swelling on his ankle. He didn't play as much. And, again, I'm people are like, well, are you saying he's not going to play? I was asked about that, and I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't know how much he's going to play. And, sure enough, he warmed up. He actually went out there a little bit, but they didn't need him tonight. Yeah, Dylan exactly. Bell stepped up. So. And apparently, Adrian uh, Edwards is okay. But again, you saw uh, Carson Beck. I mean, not Carson Beck. Uh, Brock Bowers get up limping, and they actually asked him during the broadcast. You know, is he okay? They asked Kirby, and he's like, "Well, I've asked, I asked him that five times. He says he's fine." I mean, let, until his leg falls off, Brock Bowers is going to tell you he's fine. So <laughs> exactly, he's, he's and, an absolute warrior, and they don't carry it to the side of the, the stretch run. Yeah. That'll be huge. Uh, this is this, this this is a big question though from uh, Jeff Dwyer. About Tate, could he have went back in though? You know, that's that, Kirby Smart. Yep, that's a that is that's Kirby. So we, we're missing that portion. You have to go watch it on ujsports.com. Kirby's uh, post game press conference. I'm sure he will mention something about uh, you know we could have used him if uh, we needed to. But fortunately, or, or, he didn't have to go in because Michael Morris stepped in like a champ and just handled his business. So that was that's the beauty of this team is they so many guys have reps that it's not like sh it's not cold it's not a shock to their system that they have to step in it's all right well, let's, let's let's handle our business so right jordan That's, man i appreciate you so much yeah, man, absolutely a couple of others waiting in the background so but uh um, coming on with us man all right yeah man i appreciate it thanks for having me on i'm glad i didn't uh <laughs> embarrass myself this time but we appreciate y'all be on next time all right man we'll see y'all Hey, uh, Paul, I want you to, um, real quick, before you bring on other guys, I want to mention our uh, friends at uh, ASW Distillery. Uh, they have the Hunter Vodka. The reason I bring it up, I brought it up on the Watch Along Show, too. 
if you were buying Tito's vodka for your tailgate, they just gave $20 million to the University of Texas for that, the, its athletics and uh, new practice facilities. Why can't Georgia have something like that? Well, they do. They have hun Hunker Vodka. It's brand new from ASW Distillery. People are buying it everywhere. They love the taste of it. They swear by it. And part of the proceeds go to Georgia's NIL fund, the Classic City Collective. They can't give money, and they can't have the kids representing it, but they can give uh, part of the proceeds to their uh, the Classic City Collective. So if you have a tailgate and you're looking for vodka or you just have your home watching a game, buy Hunker Vodka and not Tito's. This will be back-to-back -back weeks that Georgia plays in Atlanta in the evening. So I think those tasting rooms that ASW has around Atlanta should be yeah. popping. So if you want to get a, a taste of what it is, I think it's a good opportunity to do it if you're right. going to check out the dogs. Very much. So. Right, uh, you're going to bring on Ben and Jeremy and then Randy? I can't hear him. Yeah, I don't have your audio, Paul. What happened, bro? Oh, you can't talk? Oh, I can't hear oh, you. There you go. Jeez. Oh, I, uh, I, and I can bail too, but Choppy seemed, seemed like he wanted me to stay. Yeah, he uh, did. Uh, hey, look, I'm gonna step out for a minute, and then I'll come back because I'm gonna fight Randy because I'm just I'm just bored. So I'm gonna, <laughs> Fair I'm enough. Just, we're gonna have a we're gonna have, we're gonna have a, a bald man fight. It's gonna be awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll see when you come back. Then I'll make sure to not bring Randy on until you're back. But Ben, obviously, I think Ben wanted uh, wanted to talk to Dane. Well, I think. I wanted, we were on this thing week one, right? When Georgia played, I think the opponent was called UT Martin. Yeah. And someone said Georgia didn't have a quarterback good enough to lead them to a playoff. Bro, bro, be Not careful. Good enough. Bro, bro be careful. First Ole Miss, a shootout. Do you want me to do a, a, a screen share of the group me's? Do you want me to do that? And, and say what? Okay. 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 You want me to do this? Oh, I did. A, I did say okay. He's struggling early, but you you wrote a guy off week one versus UT Martin. UT Martin, bruh. We we there's video, there's video evidence from week one of this that you were out on car spec after UT Martin. Hold on, hold on. I uh, you can you I you can screenshot whatever that outweighs whatever screenshot you send of of what I said. <laughs> you said LSU. Would beat Georgia. You said Ole Miss. You do not trust Carson Beck in a shootout. You said Tennessee could be worrisome because of Carson Beck, and Carson Beck is the reason why this Georgia offense and Mike Bobo and they have. I think that here, here's Choppy saying Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Drew Aller are the only elite QBs in college football. Okay, I was wrong. About that. <laughs> yes, there. That, that was bad. That I I've owned up that's my one terrible take this year is Penn State. Um, <laughs> Josh, hey, I Josh said Bo Nix was going to win the Heisman. He said Dane threatening screenshot. Shit is getting real. Dog eighty five, fight, fight, fight. Paul, who said before the year Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman and he's the current betting favorite and people laugh and I've he was not top ten in the odds. So see, I, well, here, here's the thing though. Here, here's here's the thing though. I got to back up Dane a little bit because you came at Dane super hot right out the gate right there. That's what then I'm about Dane, to say. Then Dane countered you. And said, "Yo, I got some screenshots." And then now you're going to Bo Nix. But so wait like, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are we talking we're about? We're not going to walk back to he after UT Martin said Georgia's not have a good quarterback good enough this season after UT he, Martin. That is bad to overcome. And Drew Aller is a terrible take. It's a terrible take. I trusted mm. James Franklin. That that should mm. lower my football IQ. But at the same time, you can't make a judgment after UT Martin. And now, but you know, I'll, I'll leave Dane off the hook now. I just want to get because I haven't came at him in weeks, even though Beck's been proving it for weeks. 
I, I, I had to eventually. Choppy, I'm being kind to you. I'm leaving out some stuff here that, like, if you're going to come at me hard like that, then, like, I'm just saying, like, you need to be careful here. Oh, look at dude, dude. Ben is Ben right now. Ben right now is so he came in here. He wanted to go so hard at you, Dane. Well, like, I, I don't I, even know I, what I'm happy to sit in my bad take. Like he's proven me so wrong. I had my reasons for saying that then, and it was people around the program that didn't have the same confidence either. He's proven a ton of people wrong. He's been fantastic for over a month now. And he's one of the best players in college football at this point. I didn't see any of that coming. So, yeah, I was wrong in that. But I'm saying that if you're going to say that you weren't wrong in that, too, then I can I got the receipts, bro. Mm. He said he's well, – I, I was not out said, on Carson Beck from day one like you were. Like what you he's were. saying, Ben, is right now he's standing on business. We're, we're really going to keep doing this with Drinkowitz? I mean, do, do you want me to read here? Is this what you want me to do? Hold on, I'm gonna go back and find. <laughs> he, he has to go. To, he has to go read. Okay, he, my, my group messages with you were older than when I talked to Dan. He doesn't even what. work with us anymore. He's a coach in I, basketball. I so the, very long. Okay, last time I messaged you was September 16th. Paul, 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 Paul September 16th was the last time I messaged you. We were really going to text you. Brandon, Brandon Trippy says Ben's argument is, is is as filled with hole is filled with as many holes as his dynamic background. This is Paul, this is this is really turned. Paul, the text um, I just sent you is a quote, and you tell me if that would be enough. That yeah yeah. Well, I'm, no, I'm looking at these groupies. Right yeah now. no. So we, you you see the grace that I'm extending here. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, you yeah yeah you are okay. you are. Yeah, we'll keep that off the air. Um, well, you said Georgia doesn't have a quarterback, is what I was told. Ben, 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 you want to get out of there, buddy. You want to get out of there. I'm telling you, get out of there. Um, Joshua Hammond says, wait a minute, before we enter the Thunderdome, can we not acknowledge that Paul hit that full luscious beard halfway through no shave? That's a great beard, Paul. Dude, I've already shaved it a couple times too, man. I started. I'm, I'm not going to hype you guys up. Um, I started in like October, but I can grow a pretty good beard. Um, so I appreciate that, Josh. I appreciate that. Um, dog 85 says Friday night fight podcast between Ben and Dane. Let's do it. Uh, Foster says, damn, Ben, the one time I pull for you. Wait a minute. Oh, our last text messages. I bruh, said, bruh, bruh. I said, George needs to, I said one, Georgia needs to feed Dylan Belmore. That, that came, that was literally like the last text message. I said, go look at September 4th. September 4th. 12, 18, oh, dude, we're going really old. There's a lot of text messages on September 16th. He's not talking about. It's two weeks later. He's not bringing up. Well, you're bringing up later. me and UT Martin. What do you want me to do here? But you can't make a judgment after UT Martin. That's my point. Go look at September 4th, 1218. So wait. <laughs> so okay, this stands on business. He's stop. But anyway, so okay, my Drew Allard take was bad. No, I this is it. this is about Carson Beck. And Jason Beck was the same way. But no, about this is about Beck, Carson Beck in I, I particular. I said Beck was a good quarterback. I said he was good enough to get them to the playoff. You said he wasn't. Mm. I said he was good enough to get them to the playoff on this show. Well, let's move past this. Let's move past this because it has been – On this show, it, I said that. So if we're talking about this, Beck, I was a bigger believer in Beck than you were. That's a fact. Look, sure. Look, That's look a fact. I, I've – I know I've seen I've seen what what's been said. Let's just move past it. Let's we, let's move past it. Um, I'm being very gracious. <laughs> Michael Fowler. Oh he said Ben's out here taking more. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of things I could bring up as well, but 
Well, let's just be friends. You know what? Let's just all be friends and let's invite on our friend, the, the man himself, Mr. Neighbors. The, remember Mr. Rogers? He said, be kind to your neighbors. Let's be kind to Mr. <laughs> neighbors, Jeremy Neighbors. God, Jeremy, they really should pay me a lot more for my intros and outros on this show. I'm just saying. What's up, Jeremy? Man, you know, I was I was hoping I could hop on right before uh, they went at it because I was going to say, <laughs> bring back the MTV uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Let's get it on. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I love it. I love it. What's up, Jay? Man, uh, I'll try to keep it brief tonight because I've been uh, oh, I've been getting man. relentlessly What's harassed up? by this one and the other one, like George, like Tennessee's offensive line all afternoon. So uh, I've been the one getting harassed all afternoon. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, man, players of the game to me, man. Uh, I'm sure y'all have already, somebody's already said it, but we haven't, we haven't, we haven't, given out, we haven't getting out any uh helmet stickers tonight, so you okay, you can you can give your first, you can you can start that train. We're, we're at minute, we're out of hour. Oh, 40. what's the budget? We, you know, tonight, do you we, set the budget or just Ronnie? Like, uh, does, every week, every week, the chat sets the budget. This week, we've gotten two donations, so hopefully, we get a little bit more. We can we can grow that budget right now, Jeremy. I am going to have to limit you to one on offense and one on defense. All right, that works. That works just fine. Uh, okay. I'd, uh, I'm sure he was going to be a popular one. Dylan Bell, uh, he's down here. You know, he's from the area that I live in now, Houston. Uh, and then on defense, uh, you know, he's actually, you know, he's a fixture now. I'm about to go Bullard, man. He was just to me, he was making open field tackles all day long. Those Ooh. guys were out there, man. He was if they if he made contact, they weren't getting away from him. Yeah, that. You know, <laughs> Bullard Bullard's one of those guys, man. And I think. With you shouting out Bullard, he's definitely gotten his golden uh, bone for sure. That's at least three games that, that Javon's been uh, been a part of it. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And Bull Bullard is. We asked. We talked about this earlier uh, this year, Jeremy. I think it was it was after the first couple of games where we still had some question marks kind of surrounding this team, and we said, "Yo, who is the defensive leader of this team?" Like Jalen Carter was. Who's Nolan Smith was. Uh, Richard LeCount was there wasn't there wasn't a guy that you could really point to and then I guess we should have we was just you know blinded by it Javon Bullard's been that guy he was that guy pretty much you know the, in the bowl games last year he's definitely that guy this year he is the guy that this team revolves around him and Kamari Lasseter but I don't feel like Kamari really talks too much uh, Bullard though I mean he talks a good bit so like those two guys if you didn't have them, um, it's just it's a completely different team. And Bullard's really stepped up into that role, I think, uh, for for that defense. And they needed somebody to. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, as far as uh, nothing really else other than uh, it's I guess it's really it's hard to get too mad when when all Georgia does is just completely run away with it after it happens. But I. The, We've got to please, for the love of God, find a way to stop the other team from the opening draft scores. Because I think, I don't think we can afford that against someone like Bama or beyond. Huh. You know, I, I I've thought that. I've thought that. I want to get your uh, take, Choppy and Dane, on that. I've thought that, but now it's been five weeks in a row. And Kirby even mentioned it in his press conference. I think I got tagged on Twitter by somebody. This is this is what he said. He said, uh, "I said to Schumann, let's just let them score and get it over with." <laughs> like he's he's embracing this uh he's first joking touchdown. about it yeah yeah so you know yeah obviously you don't want it to happen but mm -hmm. at the same time at least they're very obviously very cognizant of it um 
Is it something that Georgia couldn't come back from, Dane, if this were to happen against Alabama? Not not in a vacuum. Like, it's so early in a game, and Georgia's a talented team, and it can score in a lot of different ways. But I understand the fear of it, of, like, if an Alabama gets rolling, that's a different fear than if a Tennessee gets rolling, right? Yeah, it's just right. There, there's better players on Alabama's offense. Milrow can do more things. But I don't think an opening possession score from anybody is going to be, like, a nail right. in the coffin for Georgia. Um not anyone in the country. In fact, I'm looking around the country and I'm seeing many teams that will compete with Georgia for more than half right now, frankly. I agree. I think, uh, like, man, Danny just hit the nail on the head because I think this team is like really, this team couldn't have picked a better time to hit its stride. Right. Bama yeah. hitting its yeah. stride too. But I think, you know, Georgia, and I, I really don't know what Bama's injury status is. But for the first time all year, you know, uh, Ratledge aside and any of the others, they're like healthy. So, you know, everybody be warned, you know, when this team, this team's finally healthy and just look out, you know. I mean, you start looking around right now, and this is the natural thing to do when you're in Georgia's position as someone that covers Georgia or the folks that are watching mostly Georgia fans. Like Georgia probably shouldn't be scared of Michigan or Ohio State right now. Not a whole lot there. Michigan's getting worse as the year goes along, in my opinion. Correct. Not just the head coach thing. Like, I'm I'm not full – like, these people say J.J. McCarthy's top ten pick. I don't know if he's a first-round locker quarterback. Did y'all watch that game today? Yeah. He was terrible. Like, I mean, he had – like, yeah, his passing was very questionable. And all I was doing was, like, just licking my chops. Like, man, I can't wait if Georgia, you know, uh, gets the opportunity to play these guys again. Because I think, again, I, I called him a juiced-up version of Kentucky last week. I still think that's what they are. Uh, McCarthy, yeah, maybe he can run a little bit, but his passing looks questionable. And I think Georgia will punch him again, and uh, punch him in the mouth again and again and again, like they did two years ago. Because well, I'm uh, after this year, they're screwed. They're screwed after this year, especially if Harbaugh leaves. They're they're losing twenty starters after this year. Twenty. Speaking of speaking of JJ McCarthy, Jeremy, twelve of twenty-three, one hundred forty-one yards and one interception today. QBR of fifty QBR of fifty three point three. Meanwhile, the QB in your backyard, I think, had a QBR of one ninety six. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pulling that off my top of my head here. Let's see. I'll get it to you real quick. Two hundred ninety eight yards, three touchdowns, and a oh, it says ninety three point one QBR is based out of hundred on here. So yeah. between that, yeah. between Jordan Travis getting hurt, and we'll see what Florida State becomes. Like all of a sudden, I'm looking at it and saying more and more the national championships likely in Atlanta this year and then they'll go on and play from there. Oregon, I think, presents some challenges for anyone. Texas, especially on offensive viewers, is there. Like, that presents some more challenges. But overall, if I'm Georgia, there's no reason to be scared of Ohio State, of Michigan, Washington. Uh, there's just not a whole lot at the top there that Georgia – Georgia and Alabama, I think, is going to be very, very, very pivotal. Maybe both make the playoff. I suppose that's possible, depending on what happens. I think there's a scenario now, Dane. It seems unlikely, but that yeah, there's a path. There's a scenario you could get two SEC, two Big Ten. If Florida State loses now, which they without Travis, they can lose any game now. Yeah, but then, then Louisville's look, in if you do Oregon that. Oregon State can be the spoiler of the whole playoff. If they beat Washington and they beat Oregon, a one-loss Georgia would get in, in my opinion, over a one-loss Washington or two-loss Oregon, in my opinion. Let me ask so you. Florida State, one-loss, you're screwed. Especially, I think the committee's going to factor in how they've looked, and they don't have their quarterback. So I think Florida State's screwed with one loss. Well, Georgia needs to root for Florida is Texas. Next Texas is the interesting piece to all of this. That's a, that was something I wanted. I was going. I was interested in asking y'all. What do y'all think of this? Of, 
of a scenario where Florida State manages to stay undefeated, <laughs> Washington somehow is able to beat Oregon again. I don't know that that's going to happen. Oregon's looking really good. But with Florida State likely losing Travis for the year, do you think the committee would still put Washington in since they actually have their quarterback and Florida State wouldn't? I, that's tough to 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 hurt a team if they're undefeated yeah. and, and take them out because – be, it, it's almost like you're saying we know you're going to lose this game, so we're just going to not make you play in it. You know, I mean, it tends to not be how the CFP does things. I mean, right. they may talk about it a little bit, but if it's that close, my no, question I, at that I, point: the is, committee it, wants the four undefeated Power Five champions, so they, they you can't complain. And the seeding's the seeding. The four ripe teams are in. You can't complain. So, like, that's what the committee wants. I'm just saying, don't discount Louisville. Not as one of the best teams in the country. I don't believe they are. But just, like, resume-wise, if they beat, if yeah. they're the one to knock off Florida State, all of a sudden you're like, they're in the conversation. And I don't think they're that good. Because they beat Notre Dame, like, soundly. So, yeah. they're, they're a top-10 team, sadly, yes. but they are. But I said this earlier, Jeremy, to kind of go back to this. When I watched the rankings this week on Tuesday, I was like, man, Georgia really needs to beat Bama. Of course. It, like, if they lose to Bama, there's a chance that they aren't in the Final Four. Yeah, I don't I don't want to – I had no problem thinking that we can beat Bama once, but beating them twice potentially I think is a tall order. I mean, that's – I mean, just no, if, if you beat them, they'd be out. A two-loss Bama is not getting in. Right. So my, my thing is, you know, the, these it's going to shake out this week and next week. And it's you're going to have maybe five teams left when it's all said and done. So, I, you know, I, th- I think you're I think you're good there. Also, um, college football is weird. I know it sounds absurd, but like I think that Bama could be in a tough game with Auburn next week. Why? I have no idea other than college football, because I've seen it happen before. True. True. <laughs> Jeremy, man, we appreciate you as always, my friend. Awesome, man. Y'all hit that like button, guys. And, uh, yeah, I'll catch the rest of the show on podcast, man. Y'all have a good one. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Paul, I'm about to slide out as well. All right, Dane. You take it easy, my friend. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, I'm saying now it's me and Paul. Oh, no, no. I'm not not standing here with you by myself. There's no chance. (laughs) I I, I sent more quotes to Paul, so he's seen. Yeah. I'm being graceful. See, you guys. I'm just going to screenshot our whole conversation just like all <laughs> decipher because there's a lot of there's a lot of crap you said, Dane. I'm not. Hey, you're like a middle school. I think I won by Come on, man. Let's go. Oh, you 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 missed it, Roddy. You missed it. I just sat here, sat, drank my tea a little bit, like you're doing right now. So, uh, well, actually, coffee in the mug they, uh, Dane gave me. So, it's getting used. Thank you very much, Dane. Go Masters. Yeah, he knows. He know. He knows how to take care of the boss. Yes, sir. See ya. And by the way, that uh, had to get a little coffee there. Um, not much of a coffee drinker, but you had a little fiddler to it. It's hey. good. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Well, hey. Doing a little something, something. You want me to bring on? Uh, you said you wanted to go bald on bald. I, I need to. I need to rip up the shirt off, you know, and get some dirt on my face. I'm gonna fight Randy because. No, I, I actually like Randy. I like Randy. I'm jealous of Randy because he sounds he does a better job than what we do. But uh, hey, I was he just a better curious. microphone to me. He sounds clear. He sounds like he sounds hey, what, like. What do you got there? You got a shore or what? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't dig on the shores, man. That's not my. He said he literally sounds like if if God was talking to me right now and was like, "Hey, Paul." <laughs> it's a uh, it's a <laughs> it's a procaster, a road Boy. 
Procaster. That's what Man. it is. You could you could yeah. take me to sleep right now, Randy. Just go ahead, my brother. Well, I mean, read I've that got, depth chart, Randy. Put, I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Start reading the depth chart. Would you mind? I was going to say, I, I was just sitting here looking at at what a historical day like this is for the University of Georgia, right? I mean, about. well, clearly, all right. Let's run through some numbers then. Twenty eight straight wins overall, thirty eight straight regular season victories, twenty seven straight SEC regular season wins that's nuts 20 straight wins versus the east 14 straight road wins 11 straight wins versus ranked opponents and Whoa. them dogs back, are, back up i mean the, i mentioned the 14 road wins earlier yeah that, i started the show with that just thinking how nuts that is give me that last 11 11 straight wins versus ranked opponents damn and them dogs. See, Paul didn't save the goddamn of it. <laughs> them dogs are now forty-four and one in their last forty-five. I'm forty. Whoa, whoa! And you just kind of went on to that one really quick too. Yeah, forty-four and one in their last forty-five. Forty-five. And and I think Roddy had this earlier. Damn. Uh, I think. That's okay, uh, you but, can steal from me. That's fine. Well, okay. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. Uh, whatever. I, I know I emailed it. I had to email the SEC this last week because I was thinking ahead to the Saturday and I knew that it was going to be a big one for the 28th win, right? To tie the SEC record and, and the Bama teams from the 70s. And I asked the SEC the question Has a team ever gone undefeated in regular season SEC play three consecutive years? And of course, the answer, as you heard on the broadcast today, was no. Uh, that, but the last Georgia team or the last team to go three years consecutively undefeated in conference play were the Georgia Bulldogs during Herschel's days. This Georgia team is now the first team to ever do it in an eight game schedule since they split into divisions in 1992. So there is history everywhere on this team. And you look ahead to Tech, I have to think they're going to win that one. That's 39. I believe they're going to beat Alabama. That's 40. And then if they make their way through the playoffs again, it, did I miss? Did I say it wrong? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 they yeah, win yeah. next week. They will have the record. And yeah, they'll have the record. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Twenty yeah. twenty twenty nine and thirty. And then the playoffs would be you know four more if that were to happen. So if you look ahead to next season, they open against Clemson. I don't know how long does this thing go. Allow yourselves to dream. We Georgia we fans. did that. So here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. I think we did this. Uh, Roddy and I did on the national championship broadcast because 65 to seven, everybody, the first hour was like hoorahs. But then after that was like, Hey, let's start talking about next year and this whole schedule and everything. And we were not, we weren't math majors, Roddy and I, obviously, but we, we <laughs> did, we did find our way to the Georgia tech game being the 29th game. There you go. We did not go into next season yet. Now, I would I would beg some caution on that, Randy, because you you do have to go through that SC championship game. Then you've got to win two bowl. You've got to win the playoffs, oh. right? Oh, for sure. But, like I said, but you go into next year, you know, you could be like 35, 36 pretty easily, but, I think. Paul, so a quick point. If they beat Bama in the SEC title game at 21, they would have the longest win streak ever in God football history. They would have yeah. had that if they won yeah. that game. I mean, 45 yeah. or 44 and one. Yeah. And for the record, uh, twelve and zero is as far as I'm looking. Okay, well, right. I, I've, I've said forever. Even in Atlanta, 
you take your best shot. And then the playoffs, nobody knows. I mean, we can all assume that this team, I agree with what you guys were saying a minute ago. I haven't been scared of anybody else in the top five for the last month. And no. I haven't seen anything today that's made me think any different. So, I mean, Georgia can beat Georgia. But as far as lining up and, and somebody whipping those dogs, I, I, it's hard to see. It's really hard to see. Um, that's a good point, Randy. I want to mention real quick is what Foster Moss said. is that Georgia's the last SEC East champs. And you know, last week when they clinched it, oh, yeah, we didn't even freaking talk about it. Yep. That's <laughs> I, again, cool fact. Don't get me wrong. Mark Rick is one of my favorite coaches of all time. Right there with Coach Donnan, who I sit next to and bug all the time. But um, Mark Rick, I know he's a good man, good coach. Winning the SEC East was a big damn deal. Yeah. We don't, it always I mean, it's is. Like, it's like but, but, no, we, I did. I did mention it last week for a I second. I mean, we mentioned I, it, but did, did we did we celebrate it? Did we talk look, about? This is what no. I said. I said. I said if this was a Mark Rick team, that would have been the lead of the show, and yeah. nothing against Mark Rick, but that that's what we would have been talking about. That's true. We that's didn't true. talk about it besides the fact that this is a totally different team. They won it Mark again. Yeah, you know, third time in a row. Yeah, and uh, I think Foster Moss. It's the last division. You get to walk out. That's another ring. SEC East ring. You know, so you get that one. And so, Randy, I'm loving the, um, the the litany of records because it's so easy after after they've lost or, you know, ne next season you're changing up almost the entire offense. Yeah. I mean, you're losing your top two receivers. I'm including Brock as a receiver. Losing your top two running backs. You're losing four of your five starting offensive linemen. You're likely losing your quarterback. You're going to have four new faces in the offensive line, new tight ends, uh, new receivers. It's – I mean, guys that you've seen before, but it's not the same guys that are putting up all those crazy numbers. And right. the schedule gets exponentially harder. We'll find out December 5th exactly what the thing lines up, but you've got some really tough road games in there. And I think it's good to go down this list, you know, and say, look, other than it being a streak, these are this is the 1982, you know, 83 era that you mentioned, because uh, these are those golden years. These are the years you're telling your grandkids about you were there. And so this is a good stop and smell the roses with a professional narrator kind of explaining it to us with that voice from on high going, hey, pay attention. You're 11 and 0 in rank. Nobody does that. No one beats 11 ranked teams in a row. No one wins 14 SEC road games in a row. It just doesn't happen. That's right. I mean, it happened for Alabama and we're always we're jealous of it. But now you're the team everybody's jealous of. That's right. And just to broaden the puddle just a little bit. Uh, before the season started, I had Matt Zimmick. I don't know if that name rings a bell for you guys, but he's a, he's an old buddy of mine. He wrote for College Ray Football. Uh, well, he, currently he's with Trojan Wire out at USC, uh, but he was with uh, Matt Zimmick. Oh, okay. I thought they were yeah. talking about the uh, guy that was, uh, he's, I think he's with 24-7 now. No, no. Yeah. No, Matt was with College Football News way back in the day, you know, so uh, just been around forever. And um, he, I asked him, I said, when the those USC teams under Pete Carroll, when they were doing what they were doing, I remember looking yeah. at them and saying, that's what a dynasty looks like. I, that yeah. To me, that was the first dynasty. And I said, I don't view what Georgia is doing as dynastic. And he proceeded to attempt to put me in my place and say, well, Randy, if you're going to look at that Carroll team that way, then yeah. you have to look at this Georgia team that way, especially if you backdate this and say, well, let's just go back to 17 and start there. You're looking at six years where the numbers are just mind-boggling, and yeah. they've backed it up with a couple of titles with the opportunity to win more. Uh, so I have yet to utter 
that phrase and declare it, you know, on my platform as that, but you can sure make one hell of an argument for it. And you want three titles before you call them a dynasty, don't you? I, well, no, it's not even about that necessarily. It's just about when it's, it's more like when you think of who, who is just, who can we not, who's the death star, right? Georgia's rapidly approaching death star status. That's, you know, and, and I don't know, that feels really weird to say as, as a bulldog and to, to step it up. I mean, you mentioned the eighties teams, the early eighties, this, this era is better. It's clearly better. I mean, yeah. multiple national titles and then all the numbers we just ran through, uh, certainly more next level talent, which, which I don't really, I don't really care about, but I mean, you, that's a thing, right? I mean, it's a point they sell the program on a month ago. On, on my stuff, I said, everybody's telling us that we are about to get into the roughest stretch of Georgia's season. And yeah. I said, allow yourself to think ahead a month. If they go through and beat Florida, Missouri, who wound up being, who is a top 10 team, Ole Miss, who was a top 10 team, and a ranked Tennessee team, and they come out on the other they side. They were like 12 still, at the time. You're right. Tennessee was yeah. ranked a lot higher. Yeah, and still undefeated tomorrow morning when you wake up. Think about what that means. Just think about what had to happen for Georgia to get back to 11-0 with a chance at yet another undefeated regular season. Yeah. Like, for anybody who has thin skin and gets, gets a burr under their saddle when people disrespect their team about not playing anybody or anything like that, don't waste your effort. Don't worry about it because there's nothing anybody can say to you right now. There's mm. there's just nothing they can say. So that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean I they're going to be Bama. With a slur. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't mean they're going to be Bama or win the championship or anything else. But today, just be proud of your team, man. This is this this is awfully awfully impressive. I feel like we just got like a sermon from the fifty yard line. Exactly. Like, Somebody needs to pass uh, around the communion and the and the donation plates. I mean, that was that was. Yeah, yeah hey, y'all, can send a, y'all can send in donations to uh, a damn beast media over. Yeah. Hit Randy up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got I've got two vents I'd like to go on if y'all want to bear with me. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm just give me two. Well, two rants. We'll hold the vents for uh, the dog vent. Uh, real quick, you're talking about the the, 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 the complexity of uh, you know going from 2016 when Kirby Smart gets here. You've had two Buckus Award winners. Never had that before. Hmm. Yeah, a uh, Mackey Award winner. Have, have we had one of those before? A uh, Thorpe. Hmm? Never had a Mackey or Thorpe. Never had a Mark Mackey. Never had a Thorpe Award winner. They still haven't won the Joe Moore Award, which Travis you know, is that award like credible at this point? It, it it's it's rapidly lose, losing its credibility. You had a guy sitting in the room with the Heisman, you know, who who had just pretty good claim to it. You got a couple other guys that could have, and honestly, it should uh, have another. You might win another Mackey. Uh, you've got guys set up for uh, multiple awards this year. Didn't uh, Rodrigo win one too? Rodrigo? Yeah, he won like the Lou Graza. Is that the award? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Lou Graza is the punter, I think. I don't know. I'll no, the Ray, Ray Guy is a punter. Ray Guy is a punter. So Lou Graza. Yeah. 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 So, again, to your point, end event one, you're racking up the hardware plus the national titles. The, the two big trophies. And that's why you see all the logos. They got the trophies on them all the time. Uh, I kind of miss the crystal footballs. 
Yeah, those are Honestly, dope. I do. The big gold drinking horn just doesn't do it for me. I, I miss the crystal footballs. I, I miss Orson Charles going down there and destroying Florida. You know, <laughs> you know, something that you can break on a recruiting trip. Oh, no, bigger the trophy, the better it looks, in my opinion. Here's here's the thing, though, oh, right? Speaking and then of- watching uh, Jordan Davis fix his eyebrows in the reflection. You know, you know, just as well as I do, you know, eight, nine years ago when you came over to UJ Sports and thankfully brought me, we were in that butt smear building and they had trophies in there, but it was like for like the Belk Bowl and like, yeah. you know, Outback well, they, had, Bowl. Yeah, they had every bowl trophy in there, but yeah, you go in there now, it's and like, SEC, oh. Yeah, they're Whoa. called SEC East ones. Yeah, well, they've re- they're remodeling Buttsmere as we speak because they got need more room for all the trophies. It, if you walk into the third floor of Buttsmere, it is destroyed. They've they're ripping it out. They're redoing it. How many so, different New Year's Six bowls has Kirby won? Peach, peach, orange, rose, sugar, rose, sugar. Dude, has he hit for the cycle? Uh, I don't you know. Yeah, put him in the orange. Right? They won the orange bowl. What am I missing? Cotton? They haven't played in the cotton. And have they played for the Fiesta Bowl? No. No. So if they get those two, I think he'd be like the first coach to win all six. Well, and we they obviously about how he's beating everybody in the SEC. I mean, he revenged that uh, one to uh, uh, Ole Miss again. Ole so, yeah. Uh, and uh, Dog Eight Five says should be coach of the year with the sheer number. They they'll never give it to him because like, well, he recruited well, so he's got all the best players. Right. It's part of coaching. Right, and the fact that you had I, in the last two years you had twenty five guys go to the NFL and you still go undefeated in the regular season. Did you hear? Did you catch all the got hurt? Did you catch the interview on the field after the game? How do you build this? They asked him, "How do you build this uh, type of winning machine?" He said, "Well, you sign good players." That was the very first yeah. words out of his mouth. The yeah. second words were, "You sign good people." Right, who who want to do it the right way? Yeah, he's got the uh, right coaches, he's got the right things. And here's the thing: yeah. it's not all peaches and cream on a football team. No, there's some guys this year who were discontent. There's some guys who were upset. You know, it, it happens. You can have, I don't say cancers, but you can have guys who are not happy. It's, um, but if they're really unhappy, you let them go. See you, Brenton Cox. Go have fun over there. You know, mm-hmm. hey Barry, you want to go play at USC? All the all the player pressure to you. But you've got good coaches, and then you have coaches that don't work out. You let them go as well. And there have yeah. been a few guys who've all of a sudden taken lateral moves. And you're like, well, oh, that's interesting. But <laughs> I just, I, I, I just look at this other, uh, my other rant, if you will. Yeah. Before you, before you do that real quick, Roddy, before you do it mm-hmm. real quick, uh, Kirby, if they're playing in the college football playoff, he cannot win the Fiesta or the Cotton. Those are not, they're sugar and rose this year. So he'd have to wait another year. Yeah. Continue. Dude, either one of those, they're the two big ones, in my opinion. It, it, completely self-serving. I want to go to either one of them because I love New Orleans, as as Paul can attest. He's seen me. Boy. Boy. He's seen me down. That's my city, baby. Mm. And the Rose Bowl, if you go as a media member, one of the greatest trips of your life. Now, that would be cool, Roddy. Just, you know, it would be kind of cool if we – you know, did like the POS live from the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I hear, you, I hear you angling, you son of a bitch. I'm just saying, loss, we don't man. need to do StreamYard for that one. We need to be there in person. You yeah, you know, I, people would want to see that. I want this. I want to bring up a point that uh, after the Georgia Tech game, flight, 45 and one, their one loss was the one game Paul attended. So we're not sending him. Yeah, so can't, I can't take you to Rose Bowl, Paul. That is that is wild. It, that is the one be. game. Um, it, it was. Uh, we but mentioned look, the Thorpe Award, everybody. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, yeah, we yeah, Baker, we got it. We got it. Baker hit it. Um, but no, hopefully it's the Rose Bowl. Because um Dash, you guys love Anthony Dasher, he does great work. If you ask him his single greatest um experience on this earth, I don't know if he would say marrying his wife. I think he would say going to the Rose Bowl. Um, or catching a fish. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, catching, a, catching a crappy on like a random lake. Um but, right. uh yeah, you ready, Randy? You were recording. <laughs> sure. I want this to be on my on your TikTok later. No, uh, oh. real quick. Uh, some team is going to beat Georgia this year in the playoffs. Next year, whoever it is, and it's going to be in their rotation of the greatest clips. Like when we have the uh, before the Georgia runs out on the field, they have all the clips of their greatest hits. You got you know Herschel Walker running over Bates. You know you've got Champ Bailey doing his stuff. You know you've got the Rose Bowl win. You've got the, you know Keely Ringo's uh, interception pick six. Mm -hmm. You got your best up. The first team to beat Georgia, this will be in their highlights forever. Okay. Mm. And the way that fan base is going to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, they are going to be baby eaters, world destroyers. That was the team that won back to back national titles. That's the team that, you know, they had all, everybody was a five star. Part of everyone in their defense got drafted. You know, they're all nine feet tall. They're all Bill Brasky, you know. It's, and I'm just hoping that Georgia, is rounding into the team that they are going to claim you were when they beat you. Everyone's saying that, you know, uh, it is tough. You know, you want to hype up that win. And it could be a situation where, to your point, Georgia beats Georgia. I mean, you had two sure-handed uh, guys have dropped today. Not many. 80% uh, completion rate for Carson Beck, phenomenal. Uh, could have been better. But I'm just saying turnovers, you know, the, the, the fumble – Georgia had to fumble, the bad snap, stuff like that. Those little things against, you know, a Ohio State in the playoffs, and all of a sudden Georgia loses, but Ohio State's beating their chest like we beat them. No, Georgia could beat themselves. And it's very possible. But they're going to act like you were the 85 Bears, that you were at Miami back in the 80s, that you were the greatest team of all time. And I really want to see Georgia, like they did last week, be that team that they're going to claim that you were. And that's what we've been seeing uh, last week and a good part of it this week. They're rounding into the nastiest team that you could draw up on a football on a on a list. Because not only is it the defense nasty, the offense is killing them. And hell, even special teams. Uh, helmet sticker for Makai I'm used to. We need we need some helmet sticker money because we're gonna have to get some to Makai. Did did Tennessee actually return a punt today? I don't believe they did. No. So that no, still has a only punted once, right? Right. That's what I thought. No, so, they played twice. 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 Still, no team has. You know, but that was garbage time. Well, yeah, they still haven't returned one. I mean, that. Hey, you know. this was my point earlier, Randy. Tennessee only had through ten games had only given up one punt yard. One punt, and that yard. was a huge deal. That was talked about on the broadcast. The funny part was though they didn't even talk about Georgia because Georgia is not in the record book for punt yards returned. If you go look at it, there's only 13 teams there. There's not 14. So they're 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 like, oh my god, Tennessee has only given up one yard, and it's like, look, you sons of bitches. If you went all the way down the list and counted the teams, you would see it's missing one. There's Where's one Georgia on the there. list, idiot. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. they haven't given up one yet. Yeah, but hey, to to the be fair, Makai Muse five return yards. I think he had. I think he had eight, Roddy. I think he had eight. I know he had three the first one, but that second one he didn't get very far. Uh, I'm pretty sure they gave him eight in the uh, book here. Right. Yeah, two returns for eight yards. So, so he multiplied their, 
Yeah, eight times. He had an eight times uh, return on that investment. So, hey, uh, we need some Makai Muse uh, stick belt uh, helmet stickers. Hmm. I'll, let I the, think, I'll let you get it. I think the other the other sort of talking point that was heard this week, uh, at least nationally speaking, and one that I touched on too, um, was it, when you look around the rest of the country right now, regardless of what happened today, because we didn't know the outcome, uh, I had said, you know, this Georgia football team is a problem for the rest of college football right now. I mean, they're adding at that point, they were adding back in healthy pieces, two first round talents, you're starting running back, right? Beck, after not playing football for four years, finally looks comfortable. And boy, did he today at Tennessee. You do not sling it with the velocity into windows that he was throwing into unless you were feeling yourself a little bit. So he's comfortable in this offense. Bobo was helping him with that. And all those young players that I've been talking about since September that I said we're going to show up in November are here and contributing to what is now a championship team. So if unless the injury bug bites them hard or something, Ratledge, prime example, uh, you know, this is a team that is on this sort of path currently. And when you put something in front of them, that's right. And most people, I don't know. Uh, the first the first half of the year, it just felt like people forget. But they that. were injured then, is my point. You know, you're yes, expecting exactly. what we're seeing now, but they had all exactly. their injuries early on. Now they're coming back while everyone else is getting injured. You know, I exactly. mean, hey, let's give a little credit to uh, Tennessee. Some of the best players are out. Then they lost, what, two linemen in this game? Yeah, they're beat up. There's no doubt. So I'm not, they, but, they still would have stood a chance. My point is, Joe Milton, you're so deep that nah. game 11, you're adding players back. Right. But that speaks directly to what I was about to say, which is they have just as many scholarships as we do, right? So yep. develop your dudes. Go get better dudes if you don't like the dudes you have, right? Hypo, that's your deal. And if you're not going to do that, then take 38 to 10 every year. I mean, you know, that's that's what it's going to be. So, um, uh, yeah, this team looks to be leveling up. And when you put something in front of them to chase and you get them to focus, it, it you know, they're a problem. So that's a, that's a very good point. These well, last I, these last three games, they've had they've had to uh, truly focus in, and we aren't seeing the stunt. Like we saw the first touchdown again. Kirby's kind of made a joke out of it at this point. Like he, I think he said to tell Schumann just to to let him run it in. That's what like in the press conference, you know, he's making a joke out of it. But this team locks in. We don't we aren't seeing how they played against South Carolina or Auburn. Now let's see if they lock in against Tech. You know that that's. Tech, they they think they can run over tech. Yeah. Let's see if that let's see if that mindset changes, Randy, from what we saw in the beginning of the year to now they're fully focused. If they come out there and just whoop tech's ass and don't let them don't play with their food, like uh, Anthony Spano said earlier in the show, then (laughs) the Reverend, the Reverend, yeah, which made me say a bad word with his name that he put on there. Is he Uh, actually a Reverend? No hell! What the? I was gonna say if you listen to that guy, I'm like, there's no way I'm attending a church. I'm sorry. Dude, yeah, I'm would, going to that church. I would definitely go to that church. That's gonna be hell some yeah. snake handling sons of bitches there. Yeah, you're gonna be speaking. You're gonna be talking in tongues when you walk out of that thing, my boy. <laughs> Paul, Absolutely. I will. speak in tongues to get in. That's like the code word. You know, <laughs> yeah. Paul, so they got the sliding uh, door like a speakeasy back in the 20s to get it. What's the password? I agree with Randy and Roddy's point about scholarships and recruiting because I heard some certain people in the media 
who, and they still to this day say it's about Kirby Smart. I know um, they say, oh, well, he's a great recruiter. Well, that's your job is to recruit. Like, yeah. you know, I, I hear this all the time. It's the NFL better. We're not talking about the NFL. We're talking about college football. So, like, I hate when people use that when it's like, okay, Kirk, that's how you get players. You don't have a GM in college. The coach is the GM. The coach is the head coach. He gets the players. He's the GM and the coach. Yeah. That's what the criteria of being great college coaches. We're talking about college football. So I hate when people say that. And when we talk about injuries, lazy. I agree. It's if you want to talk about front, um, your your front, like your top 30 guys versus top 30 guys. Oh, uh, that's where the difference is because Georgia's next 30 guys is so much better than Tennessee's next 30 guys. And that's development because a lot of those next 30 guys are freshmen and sophomores. Yep. And they're developing those elite young recruits at that young of an age. So, and it's not. I, I, agree, I appreciate that point because there are legit media people who crap on people for being good recruiters and saying they're fraud coaches when your job is to recruit to get the players. So, this and one to Uncle Sam's point here in YouTube, he said Lad and Bullard were both three stars, and I wouldn't trade either either for a player from Tennessee. So you have to develop those those guys that aren't four and five stars as well. Hey, uh, Paul, did me. you go see a three star quarterback one time oh, on a signing day? Oh, Two Eric star. Stokes. Yeah, I was the only one there. Yeah, turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> and to that, to what you, you never just played said, it. yeah. But to what you just said there uh, about you know the roster being so young, and Roddy can maybe clarify this for me because I believe this soundbite came from one of the spring pressers from Kirby, but he referenced the fact that more than half of this roster, when you shake it out, because of when they enroll earlier enrollees and things like that. More than half of this roster, like 51 or 52%, are sophomores and freshmen. Yeah. So think about that, right? I want to mention something else to go along with both your points. Not that, again, I'm, I'm fighting with you, Randy, just so you know. All the kind words are, mm. are completely false. Uh, <laughs> Ben's talking about, hey, it is part of your job to get the best players. It's funny. They don't bitch about uh, Nick Saban being a good recruiter. They say he gets all his good recruiter. But it's like he's, a, he's the best college football coach. Because he's got the best damn players, you know? And right. yes, and he's got great philosophy, great development, and who was with him all the time doing the exact same stuff. So I get, you know, uh, and I, I, I kind of see him as the elder statesman, and Kirby is the young guy that all the players love. He's so fiery. They're like, oh, he's a good recruiter. I'm like, man, that's just not, that's, that's, he doesn't leave any stone unturned. But to your point, what did Kirby also start doing the last few years when it comes to these recruiting classes? When do they show up? Oh, they Early. show up in they show up in Jan. I mean, there's there's nothing to talk about right now for recruiting. You've got Florida chasing their tail with guys. Uh, Georgia's got what two or three open spots left. I mean, it, it was this class was locked up before the season started. And, and how then many they times? all get here for bowl practice. Robinson, they were all here. Yeah, all those guys yep. were practicing last year. Yep. during bowl practice for Georgia's uh, bowl game and the playoffs and such. You know, Oscar Delph was here catching passes. Now, what's yep. he doing? You know, AJ Harris. AJ, oh God, AJ Harris. Killed he was here so. early. I felt like I was Raylan like, Wilson. It's like he was here. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, Wilson yeah. was a, a huge one. Yeah. So you had he, 17 one year, 19 the next year, showing up. Not only they get bowl practice, then they go through spring practice, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're able to take a true freshman and CJ Allen and say, look, we're going to put you in the middle of the defense on the road in the most complicated, I say it's right. the most complicated, but one of the most complicated talking to scouts. I'm not, I'm not gauging this as in my opinion, 
they'll say that is a complicated defense. If we take anybody from that defense, they can play in the NFL because they've run some defensive schemes. It is incredibly tough. you got a true freshman out there making some pretty tough calls on what they're supposed to do. In and, Neyland uh, Stadium. You, you don't do that by showing up in June. That's right. And it, you don't have to be six and six to get a benefit from extra bowl practices. They're no. invaluable. Georgia is right. the, the flip side of that coin, right? And they oh. make good use of that time. Dog 85, another good comment. Wasn't it wasn't Texas A&M great at recruiting? How's that mm. worked out for them? Well, they were good at merc buying, mercenary mm. buying, or however you want to think yeah. about it. Maybe some of them are available. <laughs> yeah, true. Josh Hammond. It's also – it's all, <laughs> Josh says Georgia hasn't lost since Ben was only known as Choppy. When, <laughs> we didn't know when his real came, name. When you came out, uh, as have has the dogs lost since we've known your real name? They've won the championship each of the two years. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's, maybe it's him. Yeah, maybe just we need to take him to LA. Just to circle back on that Georgia Tech oh, point that that uh, was made earlier. Uh, I think back, was it a month or so, a month and a half, maybe? They asked the players, Kirby and a couple of the players, what the top rivals were, uh, and somebody I forget who it was said, well, for Kirby, it's Georgia Tech, which kind of took me back. I thought it might be Florida. But I have zero doubt that they're going to be ready to play Georgia Tech. Zero, especially on the road. Look, for whatever – I don't know. Yes, you're right. You're very correct on that. Kirby's – I think that's been documented that Kirby does not like Georgia Tech. Obviously, Bobo doesn't either. Obviously, Muschamp doesn't either. These young kids, man, like – Ben, how old are you? 11. 24. <laughs> so you added three years on that because you took so long. So you're 21 years old. So, well, I, I turned in September. So I'm trying to it's just a yeah, month ago. Yeah, use your brain. I understand it's tough. Uh, so 24. Is. is Georgia Tech a rival to you? No, not See? really. Like, I, I, I'll tell you because he's Roddy, around the same age, Randy, Randy as these hurts. kids that are that are playing in these games. Like, yeah. This isn't a rival. This isn't a rivalry. And I hate to say that because when this was a rivalry, it was a damn fun game. Cause like my, my uh, stepfather tech grad, my brother-in-law tech fan. Uh, one of my best friends growing up tech fan. His dad was a tech fan. I watched the the orange bowl with them when they went to that. Now it's, it's, it's not there anymore. It's just lost its luster. I hope that Kirby doesn't have to bring full fake- game fake energy for this is what I'm getting at. The kids don't care. Go ahead. No, I don't think it'll be a fake energy. I I just think that there's two things that I think uh, drive it. One, um, it was even better when it was an option. They hated playing it, but they knew they had to focus, right? But now that they're not running that offensive scheme, you have the fact that, again, that's a good point. Let's drum. Let's remind everybody of how many Bulldogs are on this staff, right? It's just chock full of dogs. So everybody's going to look at Georgia Tech and say, this game's for real. And then secondly, though, back to that chasing point, look at what's in front of them. Again, another undefeated season. And I'm not saying he's going to pitch them numbers about these streaks. I doubt that at all. But they've been so good week after week after week about focusing on what it is that's in front of them. And all you have to do is turn on the tape from last season between the hedges and show them that under key, the team will fight. They're going to, you know, play for the brand, as it were, whatever it is. And they're going to show up and try to, you know, mess up Georgia's season. They're going to play hard. I just don't think it's going to be hard to get their attention. I don't think that you're going to see, like, Auburn went out today and lost awfully. (laughs) Is that because they're looking ahead to Alabama? Like, 
Auburn right. shouldn't be looking ahead to anybody. Okay. But I like your coach Piana said they were sending in the uh, play calls on uh, uh, burner phones <laughs> or from the hospital bed. Oh. From the hospital bed. <laughs> oh, hey, Foco Loco Dog has a good point. He says, uh, Georgia beats tech. We get the win streak. That's enough yep. to get jacked up for a loan. So there you go. There, maybe not some fake energy. But I, th this no, game I think it depends what era you grew up in. That's a rivalry. Like, yeah, Ken Hurts would true. shoot me. And I know he knows me, me and Roddy well. Like, he'd shoot me if I say Tech's not a rival. Because he grew up when Tech was a thorn of Georgia side to a degree, where it hasn't been in a while. When they right. went to the triple option, that just killed any credibility Tech had. I, me, I think the, the triple option needs to be abolished from non-military schools. I, I That needs to be a rule. I hear people saying Vanderbilt should start to run the triple option. So they should. Uh, they should. There they you go. Uh, but uh, but hey, we're the, the veer or the wing T. Bring it back. They have a better go. record since before World War One or World War Two than they do since after. That's how embarrassing Vanderbilt is. Yeah, but the last time Tech was relevant, they ran the triple option, and they like like uh, Randy said, that's what killed them. No, no, it was not. You had to start preparing. And Kirby said this before. You had to start preparing for Tech. It was annoying before. to defend, yeah. but you. It's, it's so gimmicky. Sorry. It is no. gimmicky, but gimmicks work. That's why you have knuckleball pitchers. Hey, uh, well. real quick, I want to touch on uh, – I know Randy's got something here, but, again, we're fighting, so we, we can't let him talk. Uh, I want to go back to what Aaron Wright said here. He says, uh, when is Georgia going to do anything besides football? Seems like this all this football money should be translating to wins for other sports as well. It kind of is. Um, did you see the uh, soccer team made it – is playing Clemson tomorrow in the Sweet 16 – uh, your basketball team has two new coaches, so they're getting pretty good. Did that run Randy off? No. <laughs> uh, no, I, no. Live he happens did. live. Live happens yeah. live. That's why. No, he definitely did that on purpose. To, then we to have David Kern, looks like a Tennessee fan, saying he respects Georgia. And uh, Larry Glover, who's been around here a while, he says uh, Tech has ruined seasons in the past. Yes, they have been a spoiler, just as Auburn has been a spoiler for Georgia. Mm -hmm. So um, my last thing about the Georgia Tech game is uh, – I got some grief by saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that series. I'm done with it. It's just mainly because now you got the whole kind of realignment stuff going on. You've got uh, playoffs. You, you're having to play a much tougher SEC schedule. And I'm like, look, I like the idea of Georgia having another home game. And everyone's worried about, you know, ah, we can't keep having the Florida game in uh, Jacksonville because we lose that home game. You know how you get that game back? Drop tech and then just start paying somebody to come in and uh, – it gives you a lot more flexibility if you don't have them built into your schedule. Also, one last thing on tech, you have nothing to gain, but everything to lose playing them. There's, right. there's nothing yes. to gain by, by playing them. It's just a, it's, it's tech super bowl. And it's just another week at the office for, for best part of it is going down there and getting some good food. Yeah. The game, you know, Oh, that, that right. deep dish pizza place on uh Ponce de Leon. Just hit up the varsity, see if you can make it through the whole game without having to use the bathroom, and that's a win. <laughs> for me, for me, Florida's Florida's the number one rival. That's just because of how old I am when I grew up. But but, but see, you you're, think, you're you're the same about the same age as me, and that's exactly what Ben was saying. It depends on what era you grew up. We yeah, grew up right. in the nineties, and they were the thorn in the side. We right. remember the Tennessee streak when they were kicking their, Georgia's butt year after year. That's yeah. right. But I will say this: lose that game against Georgia Tech. Oh, and God. see how that fire feels. It comes That's what up I'm in saying. Take it away so you don't have to feel it. It's it's no, it is the worst <laughs> loss. But, yeah, if you win, what do you, yeah, we beat them again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's a big. You're right. There's, you get that no, win streak, then it's over. You're just yeah. you're dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, we're done with you. Yeah. And, again, it's never going to happen. They're, the, the powers that be in this, I know a bunch of them, 
especially on the board of regents, it's not going to happen. So I obviously got into this late, about an hour and a half in. And I've been here for a while, so thanks for letting me stay. But did anybody actually call in tonight and have something they were bitching about? Anybody complaining about anything? No. So this is this is the second week in a row. Um, I've I've realized we've changed it to the post game overreaction show. You can be extremely negative, or you can be overly optimistic. In these last <laughs> two gonna, weeks, they're never going to lose again. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can overreact both ways, and yeah. we've yeah. found that out. These really these past two weeks have just been overly optimistic, and not to say that these games weren't both overly optimistic. There what I mean? No, I haven't heard anybody complain in the comments. They called in, complained. Jeez, uh, Jermaine. Um, Jermaine, Ben doesn't remember crossing our fingers and waiting for Reggie Ball to overthrow Calvin Johnson. Do you, you know who that is, Ben? Reggie. Calvin Johnson, 100%. Reggie Ball. Oh, Reggie Ball played. He was a quarterback attack. Uh, yeah. You, you I, who, who shut down Calvin Johnson? Ooh, I know. Didn't he get shut down by Clemson, too? Which Georgia player shut him down when he was probably the best wide receiver in college football? Shit. Uh, I, know, I know this. I know one. you I'm know, just... Randy. You're all like, yeah, it's Paul Oliver. It's her. Paul Rest Oliver. I was going to say Sean Oliver. It's Sean Oliver, a person. Locked him down. <laughs> I'm sure there, somewhere. I'm sure there is, brother. I mean, you go on Facebook. Sean Oliver. Yeah. I don't even remember if Paul gave up a reception to Calvin. It was incredible. Absolutely I remember jacking incredible. his ass up at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> giving up about 30 pounds. And yeah, Georgia had him. There's press coverage, baby. Yes. If Georgia has Calvin Johnson, they win a national title. Oh, Calvin didn't want to be a bulldog. He wanted to go to Georgia Tech. I mean, that was that was that was out of his mouth. He's like, no, I didn't, I didn't care about Georgia. I wanted to go to Georgia Tech. And it, I mean, it was weird because you're like they're running the triple option, but then again, he'd catch three balls for 150 because yeah. they just throw it up high and you know he'd go get it. Now, and I love Calvin Johnson as a player. I thought he was fantastic. He's great. But Paul Oliver owned him. <laughs> And there was a lot of whole, that was one on one, so it wasn't did, like did anybody was, get in the comments section there. Uh, somebody said RIP Paul Oliver, but they, I don't think they put yeah. it in. I don't think Joshua Hammonds did put. I don't think he put it in before uh, you guys said that. So. Hey, uh, we're gonna give a quick shout out to Goat Dog with the uh, super chat. We have, yeah. love that. We appreciate that. He says helmet sticker for Tyke Smith for great open field tackling against Tennessee. Uh, way to have a short memory from the first play. Plus, I missed the uh, All Things Georgia show. Uh, now he's just kissing up, go dog. Come on, and he's ready for some GHSA playoff talk. Paul's uh, fired up about the Falcons tomorrow. That's the Falcons are off tomorrow, so we we can we can. Oh, you get a good weekend for once. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> yeah, we can we can substitute uh, the the Falcons talk for some GHA football. I'll actually text the guys right now and tell them to do some research. Hey, there, uh, you got a great yeah, uh, great Buford game coming up next week. Yeah. Who they got? Aren't they playing uh, Grayson, I believe? Oh, really? I think it's going to be a blowout. <clears throat> Let me look ahead here real quick. If uh, it's Grayson, I think Buford. Yeah, uh, Buford versus Grayson. And then we got uh, Camden County versus Mill Creek. Those will be two. Those are That's a good ones. game. Yeah, I had a bell out of I had a bell out of Joe's show last night. I didn't see who got the victory there. I didn't know they won, actually. Yeah, they – um. That seven eight bracket is crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane. But hey, Randy, we appreciate you, man. We're gonna do our uh, helmet stickers. So, 
Awesome. We're gonna pass those well, around. Hey, 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 thanks to Goat Dog, we got some money there. So let's let uh, Randy pick That's, a couple. Damn, I was, uh, I was gonna ask you, Randy. Damn, I wasn't gonna just kick you out. I was gonna say, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's such you, a can, you can have a, you can have a couple picks. And he doesn't like guys with beards. So. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Well, uh, you know, I'm about tomorrow. I'll throw open the nominations for the beasts of the week. So keep your eyes open for that. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's marketing, baby. That's marketing. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's your uh who's your defensive and offensive guy for this game? Okay. Um you get to you get to hand out some helmet stickers. Okay. And if you and if you and here's the thing, here's this the thing. Money while we wait. These okay. do cost money. Um and also uh Jeremy Neighbors Jeremy Neighbors came on halfway through the show and I know he's listening to this uh whenever he listens to the podcast, he came in, did a premature pick of helmet stickers, mm-hmm. uh, have it through the show. You're supposed to do it at the end of the show. I gave it to him and he took, uh, he took Bullard and he and also Bell. took Dylan Bell. So, you know, okay. there you go. Try you, to find Jeremy? That's not fair. Yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. He just came on halfway through the show. He does his own thing sometimes. And he, he took the two best. So just let me know. You can't, you can't banned it. from the show. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kamari Laster. I mean, he had a nice okay. play on that okay. deep ball that went down the field and, and essentially shut off the other half. You know, the rest of the game. So I'll go with Laster there. And on the offensive side, Dylan Bell, obvious he's obvious. So let's go with um, uh, the other obvious one, Carson Beck. Every Ooh. game is a starter at the University of Georgia. Over 250 yards passing, spun it for three builds today. How that dude is not in the Heisman conversation, blowing my mind. So everybody, write your congressman, whatever. Let's make that happen. Good picks. Good picks. And I also like it because I don't know, we might have picked Carson Beck, but I don't think anybody would have picked Lasser tonight. And the reason Lasser doesn't get picked enough for helmet stickers is because nobody throws it his way. And right. the one those, those idiots did tonight. Yeah, they <laughs> might did. be the greatest talk to ever get a pick. He yeah. might be the greatest college corner never get an interception. <laughs> Hold on. What did you just say, Ben? I said he might be the best college corner just to never get an interception. He doesn't have – he's he never, has one. No way. I don't think he Well, has. he certainly doesn't have one this season. Yeah, he doesn't have one this season. I don't, I don't think he did last year I, okay. because I remember Ringo had like four. Wow. And if Starks had a few, Chris Smith had a few. Wow. I don't think this he did. Is, it says zero for this year, but where's last year's? Come on, career. There we go. Career. Uh, do, 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 do. Interceptions. He, he has had one or two yeah, he, opportunities he one. this year. He had one. He had one in 2021. Okay. Oh, he, wait, man. So he was a freshman in mop up duty. Hey, he it had counts. one. It counts. Right. I, I don't, since, I mean, the last two years, his two years starting, he doesn't have a pick. It's crazy. So. Yeah, but. Hey, good picks, Randy. We appreciate it. Hey, shout us out. Uh, where, where, where are you? Uh, where can they find you in that magnificent voice of yours? Oh well, thank you for that. It, it's really simple. Uh, it was up He's on the screen watching. earlier. At He's a watching. damn beast, a damn beast. You can find us there. Put that in all the socials, YouTube's, anywhere's websites. You'll find us. That's where we come up. A damn. How many beast. times do I have? I have about seventy five hundred followers on Twitter. How many times do I have to tweet that out for you to send me that microphone? <laughs> we can talk after the show. Hell, just Randy, send me the link so to it because I got to get rid of this stupid Yeti. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Randy. Appreciate, appreciate it. We'll take a Goat Dog's uh, super chat yeah. and change it into uh, microphone money. We'll see you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Y'all have a good one. See you, my man.
We got to get uh, the dog father on here too. He's on TikTok a lot, just like Randy. And he, oh, he's a writer. Uh, he's probably doing a live chat with 7,000. Dog father came on uh, our Sunday show the other night. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, let's get him on a good show. Yeah. True. 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 The show true. doesn't talk about the Falcons and misery, you know? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Fair. 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 Um, ben, I don't, you know what, Roddy, you go first. Oh. Um, yeah. No, no, Ben wants to go. He's. Uh, I know. I'll, I'll take one pick, Ferk, on defensive going Malachi Starks. Why is that? Because I felt, first off, nearly, if he would have picked it, one of the nicest picks I would have ever seen. But he was textbook in coverage today. He made a tackle in, I think, the red zone. That was like, wow. He just came. It looked like he just came 10 yards across field and just laid a textbook tackle. And I think on one of the, the third and inches – they they converted, but if he didn't, he, if he doesn't make the clean tackle, it's a sixty yard touchdown. He was just between both the run defense, pass coverage, he was perfect all day. Now on offense, oh boy, um, so the two obvious picks are gone. No, I'm just gonna Marcus Rose me Jack Saint. I was gonna say yeah, like if you if you leave that for me, you're leaving a that's the, that's the most obvious since touch. the Kentucky game. From a receiving standpoint, he hasn't put up the numbers or had that play that you're like, wow. Today, he had two touchdowns. I think he was close to 100 yards. From the get-go, he had that big completion over the middle. And that big completion over the middle before the end of the half, after that, I was like, this game's over. Tennessee has no chance, even if they start to gain some momentum on offense. Team Marcus Roseme was easily one of the three or four best players on offense. Easily, yeah. Um, Roddy, before you give your picks, oh, you go ahead. Uh, this, and it's getting well. No, it's getting late at night. Um, you've got something pulled up there on the back screen. There, um, what exactly is that? What is that? That's the uh, okay Thanksgiving next week. Mm-hmm. And real quick, want to thank all of you who have been following us on Facebook. Uh, we never, we never went out and bought a Facebook page, so I know this is, uh, and we just had like a hundred thousand followers on Facebook, which is great. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's awesome because. Some of some people in this industry, what they do when they start a new business is they go and buy a giant Facebook uh, fan group and they just start putting all their content on it. Uh, we've grown ours organically and we're at 100,000. Now we just hit 41,000 on this YouTube channel. So we are very thankful for you. Uh, another way you can be thankful next week, other than being thankful that you're on this crazy winning streak with Kirby Smart, is you can go to the Rogue Shop and use promo code BULLDOGS10, uh, BULLDOGS10, no spaces, doesn't have to be uppercase, lowercase. Just type in Bulldogs and you get 10% off anything at the Rogue Shop. And if you've always wondered, I don't know about those gummies. I don't know about the stuff at the Rogue Shop. I've got chronic pain and I have, or I have trouble sleeping at night, but I don't want to, you know, I don't spend 25 bucks on gummies. I don't know how they're going to affect me. You can get these sample packs. They've got one that was normally 23 bucks. It's on sale for $17 and it has multiple little samples in it. And they've got two different, uh, uh, Thankful packs, as they call them. They got a Delta Eight sample pack and a Delta Nine sample pack. And it's just a great way to try this and see if they're for you. So if you have a chronic pain issue or you have trouble sleeping, or you just want to have something uh, recreational, they have Delta Eight and Delta Nine. It'll let you know this like this is for pain or this is for uh, night use. It'll say night use beside it, and it lets you know that uh, if you're having trouble sleeping, this is the thing. Now, my, one of my best friends, Cheryl, uh, she is beyond insomniac. I mean. It's 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 chronic. It's it's debilitating, and uh, sending her a pack of this. I'm like, here you go. 
And I've had other friends have tried it who had trouble sleeping and it's great. That pain cream you have on there, I have a knee that needs some, uh, I need to get my meniscus repaired. I walked six miles today before the show and my knee's hurting the whole time. It's been hurting for years. I need to get it. But when I have that pain cream and I put it on there, the uh, cannabinoids take down the inflammation and my knee feels better. So the whole point is uh, Richard, the guy that started this company, he was because he was in chronic pain. He was in the military. He's played some college football and he basically used up all the, uh, he's like, these uh, pain relievers, you know, you can only get so many of them and then they cut you off. And he founded a company with his wife. So uh, check out the Rogue Shop when you get a chance. Absolutely. We appreciate them too. Huge yeah, sponsors. Sponsor. Dude, they're, they're, he sponsors a lot of the uh, rival sites and the sheer number of people that have tried his stuff and rave about it. It's just through the roof. All right, real quick, um, give me your uh, picks there, Paul. All right. Uh, I'm going to give my offensive one. See, I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. Arian Smith, one rush for 33 yards, but it's more about him being in there on the blocking plays, on the plays that aren't assigned to him um, when he's just a decoy. Drew the still, yeah, and he's, he's still giving it everything he's got, even though he's not touching the ball as much as he probably wants to. So shout out to him. That was a big play, uh, that 33-yard rush. And I think we'll probably see some more gadget plays for Arian in the future. You guys have taken like all the good ones. Uh, there are, there, you know, Brock's still there. I left that layup for Roddy, but I took, I'll take uh, Aaron. No, I'm going no. off the board, man. I'm going so far deep. You won't, you, you won't see this coming. Okay. Well, then obviously we'll throw into Brock seven catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown coming back uh, and getting up and limping scared everybody. I think everybody uh, lost their breath for a minute there. But uh, shout out to Brock on defense. Hmm. I got to go C.J. Allen stepping in again, like we talked about earlier, true freshman in Neyland Stadium, calling the plays out for this defense, four tackles. He had a pass breakup. Uh, this kid is the real, real deal. You want to talk about the next Nakobe, the next Roquan, this is it. Uh, and you're getting to see him as a true freshman. And uh, that'll be my helmet sticker on the defensive side of the ball. You said you're going so far down the board. Well, uh, let's see what you got, Roddy. Well, yeah, I like the C.J. Allen pick. Remember when he was in coverage, you know, that pass breakup? Mm-hmm. That was a big-time play. Yep. Um, like, this is going to be a little weird on the offense because you guys have picked anybody that put up any sorts of numbers. So uh, I, I would give one – if these guys hadn't been picked, I'd have made sure that they did. So tonight was the role-player night. You had Arian Smith, Dylan Bell, and Marcus Roseby jack Saint. Mm-hmm. Those guys, they, we have not talked about them a lot the last few weeks. It's all been uh, Lad McConkey just killing everybody. And then Brock Bowers comes back, and it's those two. And then if it's not those two given a safety, an absolute nightmare, you know, uh, if the safety rah, comes rah. one, the other one's open. Love it. Then, then they're going to rah, rah, or love it. And then we're like, oh, and they can also go to Arian Smith maybe, or they can throw to Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint, or what about Dylan Bell in his multiple roles? So tonight was the role players, the guys that uh, one of my favorite, I'm not big into corporate sayings, but it's one of my most firm beliefs. I believe it at UGA sports and you guys can attest to this. It's amazing what can be done when we, nobody cares about getting the credit and we pull as a team. And lots of times when we break news, it's, we report, it's not me. I, you know, when uh, one guy's like, I went to a game last night, I got audio. I'll send it to somebody else. They'll write it up. That person put their name on the story. I don't need my name on the story. 
You know, uh, Paul, you've done it a thousand times. You've gone places in audio choppy. You've written stories and helped out. It's just how we do it. If you don't uh, worry about who's getting the credit, you can go a really long way. Those role players killed it. Everyone's picked them for helmet stickers, so I'm happy. Give one other helmet sticker. Uh, Oscar Dell drops a pass. Everyone's I was going to say, yeah, yeah what you got? You got to bring me back in here. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> hey, Oscar Dell dropped one. Didn't have a uh -huh. catch. He laid some devastating blocks. Run game, he, he was everywhere. He laid the wood tonight. He's not the biggest guy out there. He's not a big tight end, but he hit like one today. He was constantly places uh, making. I mean, if you actually sit there and watch the game and you just watch for four and you see how many times he opens it up downfield, lights out. So uh, definitely big on him. Uh, did, we, did Kendall Milton get one? No. Kendall Milton, third touchdown in two weeks. Three Eight touchdowns. touchdowns on the year. Yeah. Uh, so 127 yards last week, 66 yards this week. So basically uh, right at 100 yards a game. Just, uh, just killing it. So playing, playing the best. Now he did have a couple of runs. They only got one or two yards. But I mean, a lot of that's blocking. A lot of that's going up against. The, this is a tough defense to run on. They're number four in the SEC. They only give up 111 yards a game. And if you'd let him stay in there towards the end when they had given up, you know, he'd he had killed him. So he got those 66 yards when it mattered most. It was tough. All right. Now to go uh, off script on defense. Um, that's a little tougher, kind of digging in the weeds there. Um, but, again, I'm kind of going with the same process. Uh, Dalen Everett, you're like, oh, he got picked on. But he also played pretty well. I mean, there's a couple times where guys just – it's a tough thing to stop. So, uh, as long as we got one to Tyke Smith, we got one to Javon Bullard, we got one to Smile Munden. Um, well, Jordan, uh, Jordan Hall needs one because that's a guy who came in, had four tackles. Uh, big 44 in the middle. When all those seniors are gone next year, and if you can get uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins back because he had a nice uh, yeah stop there, if you can have him and Jordan Hall man in the middle, you know, with Michael Williams beside him, uh, Gabe Harris coming off the edge, uh, it's going to be big. And you know, Raylan Wilson didn't get in there enough to give him an own sticker, but keep an eye on Raylan Wilson. If you're going to have Raylan Wilson and uh, C.J. Allen as your middle linebackers next year, you're going to have a Pretty nasty middle linebacking core. Troy Bowles might be able to crack. Yeah, he might. I'm just, we just we haven't seen much of him yet. Er, that that's to an earlier point about the early enrollee. Troy Bowles of the three was not an early enrollee, and look at it shows. Yeah, hey, of course, Jalen Walker is going to be a monster, but he just Jalen just they were they were ready for him. They had guys you know trying to pick him up everywhere. But I know a lot of people are like Jalen Everett. He gets picked on. Because you don't want to pick on Tyke yeah. Smith. Tyke's everywhere. You don't want to throw against Kamari Lasser. So who are you going to throw against? And that guy gets grief, and people think that he's not good. But I'm like, when you're going up against maybe a couple first, you know, at least one first-round guy probably in Kamari Lasser and Tyke Smith who's having, you know, this is his fourth year, fifth year? Yeah, something. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Tyke's he's a badass. He is really playing himself up that draft chart. You know, he was questionable a couple of years ago. Comes in, gets hurt, you know, and he's a little undersized. But the, you saw him in pass breakups, tackles, leading the team with 10 tackles. Uh, Tyke is a badass. Are you going to throw against him? No. So you're going to – but hopefully you're going to try to get your best receiver on Georgia's uh, second-best cornerback, and that's uh, uh, Dalen Everett. I picked him early, saying that 
stealing him away on what was day before signing day away from Clemson was one of those things that pays off down the road next year when he's your best corner and you got Julian Humphrey on the other side and nobody's throwing a Dalen Everett. Just remember. Double G says, let's give Kirby a helmet sticker for always getting our team on fire at the perfect time every season. Let's give a helmet sticker to double G man. Double yeah. G stepped up his game and I appreciate it so much. Uh, Last few comments here. Joshua Helmets, Joshua Hammond oh. says my helmet sticker goes to Dolly Parton's plastic surgeon. I, I said this, I think Roddy was talking about this last week about sideline reporters and about, oh, me, 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 and this other crap. I'm like, oh, man, Roddy's got to be hating this Dolly Parton for like 10 minutes. Dude, we're trying to watch the game, and, oh, I, I got to give out one last helmet stick. <laughs> Coach Donnan, if you did the watch-along show tonight with us, that man – he called more plays than he missed. This is a toss sweep in the boundary. Toss sweep in the boundary. This is inside zone run off tackle left side. Inside zone run left. You know, they need to toss it to uh, hit uh, Marcus Rosemary Jackson on the screen here. Marcus Rosemary Jackson on the screen. It was, I swear it felt like you're watching the game with somebody who had already seen it. And the man was on fire. It was just relentless. If, if anybody's in the comment section, you watch the, uh, it's a lot, a lot of watching for you and we appreciate it. But if you watched him tonight, I had people in the industry text me going, how the hell is he doing this? You know, like he sees the formation. He knows what he'd call. Remember, he's kind of a mentor for Kirby Smart and uh, Mike Bobo. He's also in the Hall of Fame as a the only coach to have led the NCAA in with a, the best passing offense and also with the best rushing defense uh, offense. So the man can run it or throw it. And he knows he's like, this would be a great time to uh, – uh, run it into the boundary here uh, around the edge, and they'd run it in the boundary and around the edge and pick up eight yards. He was just on fire. Now, he does that every game, but tonight was uh, he was on another level. So, got to give one to Coach Donnan. Donnan Stallions, Goat Dog. They says. said him for Foster, said him for offensive coordinator, fire Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, Foster said uh, he couldn't find the link tonight, even though uh, everybody else and their mother found the he, link. He crazy. said Florida's going to beat – He, I think Roddy was on here when he said it. He said Florida's going to beat Florida State. Now, Florida State not having a quarterback, Foster might hit Ooh. the hot pick of the year. Hey, All I'm saying is Foster said he was coming on the show, and he said he couldn't find the link. It's kind of crazy to me. All right, well, here's what – if he does that, we're going to have to send him a sample pack from the road show. Yeah, yeah, because obviously he can't find it. But, guys <laughs> – we appreciate it so much. Uh, two, three hours now um, after a big blowout loss or back for Tennessee, big blowout win for Georgia. About just lost it all there at the end of the show. Yeah, let me. That gummy's kicking in, brother. Yeah, it's starting to go. It's starting. I'm, well, starting I, to I do want to leave on this. I I hate Tennessee fans. I don't say that about other fan bases. They suck. Tennessee's so. not not the great, not not the greatest. So, people people the crap crap on Tennessee. Tennessee. People, you go to a Tennessee game. They are they are good people. I've been, Roddy's I've been, anti Auburn. More food, more beer, more daughters. When I go to a Georgia Tennessee game up in Knoxville, than uh, you'd ever imagine. It's uh, they are friendly people, and they do a ton of volunteer work. Literally, I mean, I noticed the thing, but they're like, "Hey, on this food drive, we've said you know, we've raised eight million dollars on this uh, housing project." You know, Habitat for Humanity. We've done this. It's a nonstop. Every break, they're talking about something that they've done for the community. But uh, the the Tennessee fans that thought they were going to roll Georgia before the season started, yeah, you should feel comfortable about them coming to your home. Did it rain up there this week? Mm -mm. 
I thought if uh, Georgia played Tennessee at a neutral site and it wasn't raining, they'd win. And with that, folks, we appreciate you so much. We'll be back next week, late night show next week. I'm actually going to be in Ohio broadcasting uh, from my uh, wife's family's house. And uh, what, Roddy? I can't go. Last time you really what happened? You couldn't even get on. No, they have Wi-Fi up there. They have Wi-Fi. She's got a little brother that plays Fortnite, so we're all good there. In Ohio? Oh, yeah. My, yeah. my brother's girlfriend are about to meet from Tennessee, so that might be a talking thing next week for Thanksgiving. Well, at least one of uh, the Bachmans are getting some ass. We'll talk to you later on, folks. Uh, this is the UGA Sports Post Game Overreaction Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry. That's Ryan Nabolsi, Ben Bachman. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your super chats, and we'll see you next week.